the BMX in our blood, powered by the Powers Bike Shop. Be sure to check them out, either online or in person. Chad's a great guy with a great crew, and he's also been a great help to the show. So thank you, Chad, and enjoy the podcast. All right, welcome back to the BMX in our blood. Just want to take a quick minute to thank you all for the the positive vibes you've been sending me uh, since I broke my leg in a couple spots uh, a couple Saturdays ago before I did the um, the Chris Hald and Wild Bill Klein podcast, which was really awesome. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, please do. It's extremely funny and and informative uh, because those guys have, have definitely experienced a lot. So anyway, thank you very much, everybody, for for, for being such uh, positive influencers in, in my life. So um, anyhow, real quick, I just want to tell you that I restocked on the BMX in our blood shirts, t-shirts and long sleeve shirts. The long sleeve shirts are just medium, large, and extra large. Uh, short sleeves have got some more variety there in sizes. So go on the website, purchase one if you feel like it. If not, uh, you could always donate as well. There's a donate button there, and I appreciate each and every one of you that have done that. It's it's uh, it's pretty amazing, and, and that's this is a really a community-based show, so... I'm uh, I'm happy that that people support it and and speak highly of it. So I appreciate everybody. Uh, anyway, that's about it. Except uh, before I go for surgery this week, I also wrapped up the sixth interview out of the six trails for the Mass the Massachusetts Trail Scene Report that that uh, Derek. Wit came up with the idea of he was at uh, quite a few of them, four of them I think but I uh, got that last interview in yesterday when I was interviewing Brandon we we uh, switched it up when we were done interviewing chatting I should say and then uh, brought Mike Pomerlew into it and uh, interviewed those two about the Pinewoods Trails and they know a lot about them uh, there's other absolute absolute core guys in their in their trail crew and you'll hear them mentioned on that podcast they should be releasing those two at a time two sets of trails at a time over the next month so uh, listen for that those are really really interesting if you want to know how how different people that run trails how they feel about different subjects and uh and it was good it was a lot of fun so thank you, Derek, for the idea, and uh, and thank you to my son for driving me out to the last interview yesterday. Me sitting in the back seat with the legs stretched out. It was it was kind of funny. It was like he was my he was my uh, Uber driver, maybe we'll call him that. But I do appreciate it because without his help. Uh, this interview wouldn't have happened, and the trail report would not have been. Um, I wouldn't have been done collecting interviews to finish that up. So, so thank you, thank you. Um, I think that's about it. 
I hope you guys all have a great week and enjoy Brandon Christie. Thanks. All right, I'm just going to kick it off because the kicking it off is always the hardest part because you got to get into a flow, you got to start a conversation, and then get into it. But I always ask yeah. a lot of my own stuff first, and then we switch over to Instagram questions. Yeah. yeah. And then we can, you know, ask us great questions about 1080s and. <laughs> <laughs> and all that stuff that ain't ever gonna avoid that. No, the curious people want to know. Oh, it's, it's coming back with a vengeance. Now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? You might yeah. have to do one. I know. Everyone's kind of expecting Shh. it. I think the first. I think the first request was seven twenty on that transfer at uh, at Oakwoods. Yeah, who's that, Bill or something? I think, <laughs> I think it was Bill. I think it was Bill. Yeah. A little far fetched. Oh my god. If you haven't listened to it yet, the Bill. Um, the Bill and Chris Hall. I just podcast. I just saw pictures of that on your thing of uh, of you guys all sitting there, and I was like, oh, they must have done something together recently, and I I haven't heard that one yet, so I'll have to I'll it, definitely that's on my list oh, to check out. So funny, it's just incredibly funny. Bill's funny anyway. Yeah, mm. yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, and Chris is an awesome guy. So I've known well. Chris for years, but yeah, Bill. Uh, I've known bill the past like five or six from boondocks but other than that like i didn't really know him but he's he's awesome and chris like used to talk about him but i didn't i didn't really know who he was mm-hmm. yeah he's he's definitely a super nice guy he just doesn't have much free time now yeah because of young kids and i think he works six days a week but he's an iron worker and uh Bill is too, or Chris? No, oh, uh, Bill's Chris. an electrician. Oh, okay. Oh, is he? I yeah, and Chris is an iron worker is. in the city, which is crazy. Yeah, mm. I knew Chris started doing that. Yeah, which he seems like he loves now. So yeah, good. and he's as calm as can be. Yeah. So he must just not. You must have to have no fear at all. Oh yeah. To be up there, and I asked him. I said, "Are, are you guys tethered?" And he goes, "Eh." Sometimes, probably supposed to be, know. but yeah, yeah. But there's people that are so good at it. Uh, mm-hmm. Nina Petrago's dad um, worked with Chris at one time. Oh, really? And apparently, he's a badass oh. steel worker too. Wow. So it's it's pretty crazy. So there's people out there doing. It. Anyone that does climbs towers for yeah. cell phone or whatever, those people are crazy. Yeah, that. I'm gonna tell you. Can can we like? Hold hey, on. Go for it. Go for it. Come on, Hayes. <laughs> You're going to kill it. <laughs> Hazel, come on. Wow. I can just edit that part out. It's not a big deal. These things are... The, the one last week I didn't edit at all. Mostly because I broke my leg the same day that I did the interview. Oh, yeah. So they, they got me out of Kiko, and then uh, we went right up to Superfly Studio and just recorded and got it done really? but it I listened to it on my way home and it there was no reason to edit, edit anything I just let it fly yep. I usually don't but I was like you know what screw it I'm just gonna let this fly and it was better that way because it sounded more natural yeah know? so that's the way I do most of it the only thing I'll probably do with this is just like that little chunk I'll like take out yeah yeah unless you at the end decide there's something that you Maybe you don't want it, but I don't care. Totally up to you. <laughs> yeah, mo- most people don't, but like I said, I just try to let people know that you have a choice. Like, you're totally in control of whatever. Yeah, no, that's cool. Whatever happens. I respect that. Yeah, it's not going for any drama or anything. I think I told you that already, but anyway.
Sorry Welcome to Dynamics in Our Blood. I'm here with Brandon Christie, and sitting in is Mike Pomerlet, Mike PBMX, right? Yeah. Cool. And there's, there's a Mike Rotundo, right? Because yes. I told yeah. you how confused I get with people. Yeah. Mike Rotundo is the one that did Fairhaven, right? Yep. Pump track? Yeah. Okay. Him and Coleman Lopes and Andrew Haywood and maybe a couple others. I uh, oh, got okay. Chip. But yeah, there, there's a few people involved with it, but Rotundo is like responsibility of it yeah is that near here uh yeah it's like 30 35 minutes maybe well, it's, that's not it's, bad. Not, it's not bad yeah closer it's, to the shore or toward the pike um or definitely ca- not closer to the pike but towards like going towards cape cod but you're you're sort of heading like southwest still so, so like south of like if you get did you guys come 195 to get here or 495 we went Mass Pike 495. Okay, down. yeah. So you guys are probably like more north or something, mm-hmm. but but yeah, the other the like 195 way cuts over there, so okay. it's kind of coastal. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's actually it's right on the water, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. So it's definitely toward um, either the inside of Cape, the Cape like Hall. Have you heard of like New Bedford and? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like near near. Oh, that so stuff. Atlantic yeah. side. Yeah. yeah. Okay got it that's cool i thought that whole deal was really cool and did cody help with that i forget he went out there for uh i believe like a day or so or maybe a couple days yeah Yeah. he helped out we Mm -hmm. we went out there a couple times but it's been it's fresh so it hasn't it's definitely not done yet but they have like stage one done and it was cool Mm -hmm. to like see a bunch of kids out there riding it and everything so yeah yeah it's coming along it's, I give him a ton of credit because that's town property, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a park department property, like, so uh-huh. it's municipal to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. All right. Enough about him. Let's talk about you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're sponsored. If this is correct, let me know. But uh, Sabrosa Pareidolia, Dolia, is that how you say it? Pareidolia. Yeah. Pareidolia. Yeah. yeah. Profile, tables and fables, circuit and dick malls, a little bit of both? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm sponsored by any of them, but yeah, they're all just, I don't know. It's uh, anybody who just like supports me and I support them back. Like, it's those are currently all in individual ways, like the people I, I back. So. But yeah, Sabros is fairly new. Like they just kind of help out, and uh, it's it's awesome. Like it's it's Flow huge because it's it's been a few years since I had like help with much. Mm-hmm. So, and then I get a little help from Profile, and then Circuit and Malls help out, and uh, I just like I I try to like go to both just because I've known both dudes forever, and right. to me like they're both a part of like my childhood and like what they're doing is awesome so mm-hmm. i just like both places and then the pareidolia thing is sean rains mm-hmm. or we call him ferbert but um okay him and i kind of got together and like got the ball rolling for just some just a type of brand where we can have like projects for ourselves uh-huh. so we can film and you know we we make shirts and clothes just to like hand out sell uh-huh. some stuff like some shops have helped out and supported it which was really cool oh that is cool and um it's just i mean a lot of us are getting older so i feel like it's a slow slow rolling wheel but it's 
yeah. it's fun, man, and it's starting to stick now. So it's it's more just like a core thing for us. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's cool because uh, where they sponsored Cody also, as well as a couple other guys, maybe Nate. Um, yeah, we try. I mean. There's no like official team or anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like we we looked at that route, but it's more just any of the local area guys that just kill it. We and like who we respect, we just mm-hmm. I don't know. Try to get them involved. Like it, and it, it's really like to the riders' discretion, like how much they want to be involved, mm-hmm. and like the same for all of us. So it's just if we're going out and we want to film or do anything, like anybody's kind of welcome, and yeah, that's just how you're like the more like how you get involved with it so sure. but yeah it's it's going pretty good like we we haven't done a trip in a bit but the idea would be to get cody to go on one of the next ones that'd be awesome so oh, okay so hopefully that's in the not too distant future okay did uh did you go on the circuit trip was it two years ago the two colorado trip I, yes um yeah? yeah that was awesome um like last not last minute, but Vic just kind of randomly hit me up about it, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd never really done a trip with those guys, and I've I've been like wanting to cross Colorado off the list for so long. Yeah. So I've been to so many states, and that was one that was like, yeah, like I didn't even think twice about it. He like told me I bought a ticket like within the next couple days or so. Uh huh. Um, it seemed like a great time. I just remember talking to Vic about it because. You guys were getting back, like, the day after the jam that I had at Trumbull. So yep. he was just saying, hey, you know, sorry, we won't make it. We're doing our, yeah, our trip, it, which was which is awesome. There's no big deal at all. But it was uh, it was pretty cool to hear that you guys went on that long of a... It was all road, right? You drove? Yeah, I think it was, like, a week, week and a mm-hmm. half or something. Yeah. Um, like, maybe, like, both weekends and the whole week in between or something mm-hmm. like that. But it was... Yeah, it was a good stretch, and we just, Vic rented a van, and uh, another one of the guys had his own truck, and we just kind of carpooled around and camped, like, as much as possible, like, we just camped in the woods, and then stayed at a couple friends, friends of friends' houses and stuff, and just kept moving, like, making our way around, like, we, that state's so big, I feel like we barely covered much, but it seemed like we covered you know uh-huh. just hundreds of miles so it was awesome there probably was... thousands i would imagine what's that? i said probably thousands actually yeah. thinking of like how much terrain we went through but wow that's crazy but that that state's awesome yeah that was a fun trip i've heard that certain areas depending on the elevation can pretty much be ridden all year does that does that make sense i, I could um, be misunderstanding what i read but could be yeah, yeah. Pro- i mean the weather there is what you would think for like mm-hmm. high elevation like it's all over the place like it would be like downpouring in the middle of the day and then sunny and nice out yeah. for the, and then cold and then hot like it was yeah. it was all over the road so i could i could totally see how that climate could do that you know yeah sure but the elevation is is funny too just because when and everybody's riding everyone's like not used to it from being out here and like yeah. everybody's just complaining like Oh man, Something I like can't weird. breathe. I'm so like yeah. so taken out by. I mean, it, it makes you feel off, but mm. but the stuff out there is ridiculous. Like we could we could take some notes over here for parks. So yeah, yeah. but it's good. You did a lot of parks, or did you do a little bit of like um, there trails were, too? Or 
there were like uh public public parks with public trails like mm. they have a lot of that out there which is really cool like yeah. rollable stuff like there's like almost it's almost like a ski mountain where it's like be- beginner uh-huh. intermediate expert like there's all different stuff broken up uh-huh. so we did a lot of that regular skate parks and then uh i don't we rode one one guy's trails that were like in his yard, but they hadn't been run in a long time. Oh, and okay. uh, I don't think we I don't think we went to any like real like trails in the woods. Like we almost mm-hmm. went to more. I think it's Morrisville, but we didn't end up making it out. Uh huh. Morrisville. Yeah, I don't know my uh, Colorado geography that well, but it's I mean you had time. So you just stayed in Colorado though, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the whole time. That's awesome. And by the way, Vic is Vic's the best. Vic's awesome, man. He's, he's always he's like true like BMX OG. Like he's just he's in it for the lifestyle. Like it's it's just part of him, you know. There's no I don't feel like he's like looking to get anything back from it. It's just what he wants, you know. Yeah. He's so. definitely shown that whether it be jams behind the shop or yeah, exactly. Yeah, putting on stuff with with Kara at the pump track. I mean, that's mostly her, but her too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the two of them are amazing. Just just being involved, like doing what a lot of us talk about and advocate, like they yeah. they do it. So it's right. cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. They're he's as core as they get for shop owners. I think you know. Hopefully, I'm not sledding anyone here. I'm sure there's other guys too, but he just gets it. You know, and plus he had combies, right? Um, yeah heartbreaker yeah mm. definitely um not to go too far off topic but um were your t- was pinewoods up when cumbies was up or did that come after yeah no i uh they i would say they've probably been in existence the same amount of time or may, maybe cumberland was there a little longer when uh sean pollock mm-hmm. had them and they were they were like just not could nothing compared to like what they became but they were sure. you know the typical late 90s style jumps and stuff yeah. but um ferber and i and mike and mm-hmm. a couple others like we had pinewood going at the time that vic started digging out there okay. and um it's crazy to see the difference because i remember feeling like we had more jumps here that were like you know just dialed in and Vic was just starting new stuff out there like trying to take it over mm-hmm. and um I moved to North Carolina for like three years oh, wow. and when I came back Cumberland was like did a 180 like <laughs> between Vic Henny and Cody and whoever else was that like with the other locals out there like yeah those guys I mean that place looked like PA trails or something you know it was I yeah. couldn't believe how much they built in the time I was gone. So, mm-hmm. and out here hasn't. I mean, out here has changed the last couple of years, but other than that, it's almost like, almost the same. Still, like I don't know how they those guys built so much in that time. Right, it's crazy. Well, we'll hit that part on the trail side when yeah. we do the uh, when we do the uh, the interview with you and the guys about Pinewoods. When mm-hmm. we like when we do the mass um, trail report or trail scene report we still haven't decided what we're calling it <laughs> Derek and I were just like I don't know it's scene I don't know something but the whole idea of interviewing all the different guys from each set of trails which we're doing six 
um, but we're including Enfield GMT. Yeah. Because they're right there, and a lot of guys from uh, Mass ride there if they live in like Springfield, Northampton. Um, and then I had to stop it somewhere, so we just kept it as Mass and didn't do Cody's. Oh, okay, that's what I was going to ask. Is like, yeah. was it just Mass trails or was yeah. just, just Mass? Um, I'll probably do a separate one on Cody's. Yeah, I did the interview with Cody. That was one of my first interviews, second, second or third something like that so yeah. i'll get back to him i'd like to go back and do another another deal yeah, yeah. but uh anyway um can you uh give me a little background on you when you started riding uh yeah i man i don't know i've been riding bikes forever but i like i think my first real bmx bike i was probably like nine or ten i got a gt interceptor yeah and then I rode that thing into the ground and like older kids coasting it off of jumps and just like until the wheels (laughs) fell off that thing I I rode that and um they take it from you and then ghost ride it oh yeah oh yeah I like (laughs) kids would be they'd be like we gotta see if the jump works and that's like I'm like I don't think that that test or they'd just tell me that it was rideable and then like no one had actually tested it yet so i'd be that guy but uh but that was all like like super young like i didn't i didn't know anything about bmx Mm -hmm. and then the kid across the street was like really into it and had Mm -hmm. like different bike videos like props and stuff that i'd never even heard of and they knew about malls and i didn't i was just so young i was like I don't know, I just want to see, like, just do what these kids are doing and follow them around, you know? Right, right. And then within, like, the next couple of years, I got other bikes. Like, I had, like, a Hoffman George Jr., a Hoffman Taj, like, a couple other older older bikes. Uh-huh. And then I started riding with Mike and my friend Dwayne, and they were older. So, like, we would go to K-Rob's Park. We'd, they'd take me to Impact when I was, like, 13. Okay. And that was, like the first time i really saw that bmx was bigger than just like these dudes in props or like i i don't know it just it Mm -hmm. opened my eyes to like this thing that i didn't even know existed like i thought kids just rode around their town and then that was it then like once they were older they were done with it (laughs) and i saw like kids jump in a box jump that was like taller than me and i think it what was that dude's name like jared uh kowalski or like in off the map out this way he's from out this way he but i don't know yeah this dude jared like Mm -hmm. i think he did like a truck driver over the box and i just remember being like wow i don't know what i'm even like getting my like it was just i think that was it i was hooked after that and then i just non-stop like wanted to ride and then safe to assume you didn't race right I didn't, but the same kids that I was following and, like, following their footsteps, like, they raced a little, and I had seen, like, the Cape Cod Otis track when I was a kid, but I I never, I just never had the means to, like, get there and ride it, so it was more, like, jumps in the back of people's houses or whatever, like, whatever I could find. Sure. But, no, I, I missed, I, like, just missed the racing bandwagon for, like, what I was into. Uh-huh. And then it wasn't until later that I even like thought about it, and I was just too far into the other side of things, mm-hmm. you know. But how old are you now? I just turned thirty this year. Oh, okay. So you're 
you started more in like the early 2010s like uh or would that put you in the late 90s at all for what like starting when you start i'm sorry when you yeah no 2010 i was i was like already uh in like north carolina and so i was like I don't know what is, I don't know what that would be now, but I was like twenty three or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you were born like on ninety eighty eight. Forget this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forget the I was born in eighty eight. So, got like ninety eight. Yeah. Up. So I caught I caught like a little bit of the mid school mm-hmm. era, and then and then like just went into the newer progression mm-hmm. of it from there. Which seems like forever ago now, but yeah, yeah, it all flies. Which selfishly, this is great for me interviewing you because I stopped in '98, picked it up yeah. again in 2014. So you're covering this gap for me. That's really fun for me to hear because it changed so much. But we'll talk about that later on. But it's uh, the changes from '98 on were crazy. Yeah, it's like, you know, you talked about guys that raced and rode dirt or maybe even park yep that was so normal through the 80s and 90s and now it's you know it's it's i would say that 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 if if anybody has ever like watched me ride or seen it that's why because i don't i don't even like relate to the new style of like you ride one thing or Mm -hmm. dedicate towards like one thing which i don't have anything against because the progression of every aspect of it is insane but i just I just like everything, you know. Like I would have fun on a racetrack. I would have fun at the trails, park, yeah, vert. Maybe not flatland, just because I'm terrible <laughs> at it. But right. I'll mess around with a hang five or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's but I just fun. like I just like everything, and that's the got like in that time. Like I feel like '98 to the mid 2000s. Like everybody just rode everything. There was mm. no, there was no difference. Right. I don't know. So. Yeah, it is. It's weird. Yeah, man. Um, just rewind a little bit. You have family around here? Yeah, I grew up here. I grew up in Mass, and actually mm-hmm. in Middleborough. I grew up in the house next door. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and then I like moved around a bit, mm-hmm. and then I've lived in Florida for like a little while, like a half a year, because mm-hmm. I have some family down there. Um. And then I lived in North Carolina for three years. That was, like, probably the biggest stretch of, like, not being here in New England, so. What did you go down there for? Just riding. Really? So yeah. Was that Greensboro? Greenville. Greenville? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it would have been the hot spot there, right? Yeah, that was, I caught, like, the tail end of the, uh, the pro town era, yeah. I feel like it was, but, uh, I don't know if you know who Josh Perry is. I've heard the name. In fact, he's thrown in questions here and there on other yeah. podcasts I've done. But he'd probably name... be a fun one to interview too. He's he's yeah. always like in a bunch of different things. But yeah. um, he I met like we probably met when we were like sixteen or seventeen here, which I don't know how we'd never like ran into each other before yeah. that because he's from Cape Cod. Oh okay. And then we did some shows like did some touring stuff like just mm-hmm. doing bmx shows and we would visit north carolina just to like try to ride those parks and there was like a haro contest or something at the time so that that pushed us down there yeah. and 
he just he never left. He just stayed. He oh. kind of like stayed in his buddy's like closet that was big enough to like put a like air mattress in and like Man. roughed it out for a little bit and then within the next year was like dude you gotta come out here man like you yeah just just make it happen and mm-hmm. i was just working after high school and saved up a little bit of money and mm-hmm. enough to like get a place with them and yeah i was like all right let's do it and just packed up my car and drove down there so right. i just literally just went down there to ride with uh-huh. no plan or anything yeah but it was awesome what made you come back money probably finance like just it was just too that like I got sick of the hustle like doing shows and like not knowing what was gonna happen like mm-hmm. I like doing shows but then it I feel like at some point it just started to feel like a job and I didn't like that right and it was always really up and down like you'd make some money and you'd be able to live for a little bit and then you'd mm-hmm. just be living off that same money for like two or three months and it just got to the point where I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I looked for some jobs down there and, like, just couldn't ever, like, settle and figure out, like, what I really wanted to do. So, I think I just came back here for a change. Right. Which I actually thought I might go back, and I just never did. I just ended up staying up here. Yeah. So. You have a lot of questions. <laughs> a lot. Was that a lot? I didn't, I was like not sure if no. uh that was people were into common it. yeah people were into it it's um it worked out really really well because it's the questions are all pretty much different um you know what uh, i know what you're talking about too i remember uh oh here it was uh andrew stadnick stadnick yeah oh yep um, yep yeah one of his questions was yeah uh, why don't you yeah, why don't you do BMX shows anymore? Which you're kind of talking about right now, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just the hustle and the... Was it uh, any school stuff or was it mostly... Um, I did... Like fairs and all uh, kinds of stuff. Everything. Like, the I... Yeah, I hated school shows the most. Like, I mean, it's cool. It's for the kids and it's like a positive thing. Mm-hmm. But you always did the longest stretches for school shows and the most work for the same amount as you would normally get and it was like that's that's like where I felt like it was like the hustle came into play like you're getting up early you're setting ramps up you're riding at like 7 a.m and then you're breaking the ramps down putting them back in driving to another school setting them up riding tearing them down like sometimes you do like three I think I did four in one day one time Wow. And I was just like, I can't, like for three weeks at a time, like after the first week, you're like, I don't want to do this. Right. So, and, and I think more so than like the, sh- like you still have fun, like in the moment, but mm-hmm. more so like after you're done, no one wants to ride. Like no one wants to like ride street or see what's around or like mm-hmm. do other stuff. So you're just like traveling the country, going to all these States you'd never get to. Uh-huh. And you're just riding shows and staying in hotel rooms like where I always enjoyed like if I was on the road with certain guys like they like always wanted to do stuff and that was like that was when shows were fun you know right but you'd go these are shows where you'd go a stretch you'd have like three days 
or maybe even a week if it's like a if you're at an a I don't know I'm thinking like a um, for like fairs like a state fairs yeah like like state fairs were cool like you do like a I mean sometimes there was longer ones but they were usually more like laid back Mm -hmm. and just more more fun like less like routine and um Mm -hmm. so those were fun I like fair shows like the monster truck shows and fmx shows like yeah. those were cool because like i don't know that's you just feel like you're like in this huge arena like it's almost yeah. like a big deal that you're uh-huh. that you're doing it and it's like all right set up like go in ride really fast like get everything done and then after three jumps you do this one and then you're done like it was just yes. really like fast pace hardcore like mm-hmm. adrenaline but so the experience was awesome, but mm-hmm. I just think, yeah, after so many years, like, I was like, I would rather film or, like, do stuff that I want to do mm-hmm. than just that, because it was, I was, like, getting better at riding and not doing anything with it. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. That has to be tough. I mean, it's, uh, we, we went to a Monster Jam a while ago in Hartford. And one of my old friends, Jody Donnelly, you've probably heard of him. Yeah. He works for... Is that the guy that has the, the new spot that Cody was doing? Or no? No, this guy's from Indiana, and um, okay. he's kind of on the whole circuit for um, Monster Jams. Oh, oh, okay. And then I I think they work with whatever team, whatever show team is, is close. Oh, okay. So we saw... We, we saw... I forget who it was exactly, but this was like... Two or three years ago, right? Which one? Where would where uh, did you Hartford. guys go? Hartford. Yeah, yeah. Um, did I do one in Hartford? Did, I don't know. I want to see. When did you stop doing shows? I never. St- I haven't stopped. Like every now and then, if somebody asks me, like I'll still, I'll still take them up on it and like oh. do one here and there. Yeah. I, it's more fun that way for me because it's like mm-hmm. at my discre- Like if I want to do it, mm-hmm. I can do it and like. I'll enjoy it for, like, a weekend, you know, whereas before, like, like, if that's what I had to do, I just was, like, burnt out on it, but Uh I probably do, like, one or two a year now, though, like, just randomly, if somebody needs somebody, they'll hit me up, and, like, I did one for Dialed uh, BMX recently Mm -hmm. with uh, that kid Colton, Brett Gretchen, and uh, I think it was, yeah, it was for Brian uh, Cunningham. Okay. Which I had never met that guy until recently at a, like I rode with him at Edge, but mm-hmm. nice guy. But yeah, so it just it just depends. Like I I haven't like totally wrote it off. Mm-hmm. It's just not what I want to like. Right. Depend on at all. You know? Sure. You've got your regular nine. Well, it's not nine to five. We we'll call it seven to five nowadays. I, yeah. I don't know anyone yeah. that works nine to five. But um, so that what's your regular job? Uh, I install solar now. Okay. Like put solar panels on people's houses mm-hmm. and yeah. Is that with Mike Rotunda? Uh, sometimes I actually have been working with him lately, doing some other stuff. But mm-hmm. um, now I work for this company called RGS Energy. I work with uh Tony Long, the guy that does Tables and Fables. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he kind of helped me out and got me in there, and mm-hmm. I've just I've been there for like two years now, and it's it's been really cool. It's like yeah. it's just something different, and it's every day is a little different and mm-hmm. i like it i like the job so that's awesome it's it, just it's more stable and lets me do other things you know what do you do do you <clears throat> sub with mike's company if you're if they need 
if you're not busy there. Uh, just if Mike like needs, he's he's like a master electrician and like does really? his own. Yeah, so like he he has his own thing going on. So if he needs mm-hmm. help, like we'll help him out and whatnot. But other than that, it's you know I stay pretty like just right. with the company I'm at. And it's pretty solid. Yeah. Lots yeah. of lots of work. Do they do um solar rebates um in mass? Are there rebates available? Yeah. Yeah, they the program for a while was like I don't actually I don't know if it's federal or state, but I'm I'm pretty sure there is like on both sides yeah. of it. But the the big program that's been going on was S Rex. Okay. And that's like where people get all their kickback money from yeah. or make sure that they're like whatever they're producing they get some sort of credit for it sure. and now they just ended that and they're starting a thing called the smart program okay so it seems like there's always a new one that comes out once the old one expires mm-hmm. which which keeps people like motivated to put yeah. it on their house because they save a ton of money doing it that way yeah definitely connecticut has had some programs in the past but they don't have any eh, i shouldn't even speak to that um certain things they they did away with like hybrid electric water heaters yeah it was a really good rebate like right off the top yeah we still see a lot of those on people's houses yeah yeah um i work in plumbing and heating wholesale and so i got one for my house and uh ended up being like 500 bucks and a hybrid heater is normally 1100 1200 bucks for a you know 50 55 gallon 50 gallon whatever it is so, but those rebates were great, but uh, I don't know if we have any photovoltaic rebates right now, but yeah, I mean, it's, if it weren't for that, I'm sure people couldn't really justify it, right? Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, I'm sure there's some people that would, and I I, I do believe it, it works mm-hmm. for, I mean, you're, it's not like a fake thing or a scam or something, <laughs> like, you're, you're producing energy, it's mm-hmm. just... The big thing is, like, if people are able to store it, and right now, like, I feel like that's really behind, where yeah. that's the whole off-the-grid, like, dream would be everything you're capturing, you're you're saving it in a battery, you know? And mm-hmm. only only some people are are doing that, so that, yeah. that'll be, like, the next thing, I think. So right now, it's more so, like, whatever you get, if you're not using it, it goes back to the grid, and then you get credit, and... Mm-hmm. so on and so forth but but yeah i mean i think it works so it's i'm sure if people have the means it's once it pay once you pay for it then you're 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 saving a ton of money on not having an electric bill so yeah. but yeah i don't know not everybody's got like 30 grand to throw out on something so. sure sure well it sounds like you're staying busy so that's good yeah i'll just say one quick thing on that one my my primary doctor who i had to go see for a physical on Friday, he um, he has it. He just put in a photovoltaic system, so it's it's on his phone. He can see uh, exactly when it's peaking. Yeah, it, yep. And it showed when I was there for the appointment. It said it was full because it was sunny out on Friday. Yep. So it's yeah. really cool that that he. I mean, there's an app for everything, but um, yeah, yeah, everybody gets that for like what we do. So like even like Tony has it on his house mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, he can like monitor like when the peak hours are and like sure. what he's get what he's producing and whatnot. So yeah, yeah it's cool. Definitely. Um, do you have any other siblings? Uh, yeah, I have two sisters and a brother, and two of them live. Uh, my 
one of my sisters and my brother live in Florida, so that's oh. who lives down there. Oh, they okay. live like in Orlando area. Mm-hmm. And then I have a sister that lives up here. They're all all my siblings are pretty much older. Yeah, you're the like, youngest. Yeah, youngest of four. Like at least ten years older. So, uh-huh. and your parents are, are around. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, That's my good. mom still lives here. So. Oh like, okay, yeah. so you're kind of sharing the place. For, yeah. for a bit. Yep. Nice. I always ask that because uh, I mean you're thirty, but stuff happens that changes your life in any way and yeah i mean I've, I've like bounced around done different things in the last like year and a half two mm-hmm. years i like came back here and now i'm trying to work on this that's what oh, all yeah. this stuff is so yeah trying to get a little spot and like be able to still like have the trails right there and yeah how far are we from the trails they're right there they're like right behind the house yeah yep i get to ask a funny question then you saw this one i'm sure uh this one <laughs> I should have marked this one too but uh let's see <laughs> hang on this one's worth it uh, let's, I'm sure it's someone that's busting balls might be Shane uh, oh yeah why are you why are you always late when when the meetup spot is at your house? <laughs> that was Shane. We <laughs> we're like the war. I don't know when it happened, but it's just like every year it gets worse and worse with like the dudes that we ride with be, like being late. Uh-huh. We just get worse and worse. All but, of you. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> I, I think it's like it starts with one guy, and then everyone else feels like. I don't have to worry about it, and then it just mm. progressively like. I feel like right. the closer you are to that person's house for yeah. the meeting spot, right? That person will be the last one there, which right. like, yeah. It's just like work. If you only have to drive fifteen minutes, you're late. If you have to go yeah. an hour and a half, then yeah, because you got to plan really? for it, you know, like you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm man. This this past year, I've been the worst. I'll take like the, I'll take the rap for worst one this year. I've had no. Oh, no push to being on time for anything. I don't know why. <laughs> I should probably get out of that habit, though. Yeah. If it works for you and it's not causing any trouble, why not? Um, so, uh, how... I was uh, I was going through your Instagram. I saw that you helped build a ramp recently or reconstruct. I don't know if you added or, or, uh, or put a new feature in, but you did something at Edge... Um, do you help those guys out? Or oh, the, yeah, yeah. We did the... Me, Mike... Uh, who else came? There's a bunch of was, us. Uh, Tony Long and Josh King. Yeah. Yeah, Tony Long, Josh King. Like, we... That's been... Man, that box jump has been, like, a thing that we've tried to progress for so long and, like, put ideas in and, like, mm-hmm. like let them know that, like, this is how it should be. And it just... It's like something always was off. Like some like the landing got rebuilt and it had like a, it like came down as like a four foot landing and it's like mm-hmm. a it's like gonna be what yeah, almost what, oh. five feet tall I think and yeah it's like a five foot tall really? box and the landing was like four feet and then had like a wedge tail coming Ooh. off of it Ooh. so it was. I don't know. It was just we were like, this has got to go, man. Like we can't. Like he, like we revamped the box and made it a little taller, Mm -hmm. and like the owner built the lip, and the lip came out pretty good. Yeah. So we were like, this is awesome, and then we look at the landing and we're like, (laughs) what happened to the landing? Yeah. So, 
he finally, like, we've been trying forever. We're like, dude, if you just, like, let us come in there, we'll work on anything for free. Uh-huh. And just, as long as we have the wood to do it. Like, we had our own, I think we had our own tools and everything. Uh-huh. And, um, that thing, I that landing could still use a little finagling or maybe the box deck mm-hmm. could be, like, eight inches shorter and it'd probably be a lot better for people who can't air really high and stuff but Mm -hmm. for what it is it came out like it's so much better now like now i feel like it feels like a real box jump so but yeah we had like one night to do that and we had to do that in one one night (laughs) and get it like back together so that the park wasn't closed out right so i feel like if we had more time we probably would have done more but it's it is what it is it's just hard to Uh uh-huh Especially to like everybody's schedules and everything, getting everything together. But mm-hmm. yeah, you good still? Usual. <laughs> we know if you need any adjustments yeah. or blanket or anything. I got you. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Is that stove like dying out um, anyway? I feel like it was ripping. It's but... a little, a little, low, but I'm all right. If you are, all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the the last one I posted, I I was in the same position, but now I, which was last weekend. So now that I know what I actually did, I don't know if it's better or worse. I think I liked it more when I didn't know what was going on yet before I went to the hospital. Yeah, when I yeah. got home because I, I was on Long Island as I told you, but uh, right after I got hurt, we did the podcast, which I said before with uh, with Bill and Chris. But it was, you know, everyone was trying to help, and I'm like, ah, don't worry about it, and and then I drove home with this foot. Yeah. And you're and, hoping that it's just like a sprain or something. Yeah, or I was hoping. <laughs> well, Daryl Knott is like the best at keeping you calm. Yeah. So he was there and he's like, don't project, don't, you know, don't drive yourself crazy and, you know, lose your cool. Just, and you know, being nervous about what's going on. Just deep breathing and just like slow yourself down. He, that guy's amazing. That guy is a really, he's a cool human being. Oh, Anytime man. I he's just so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely is. So, he's an awesome dude, yeah. yeah. So anyway, this is the second week in a row. I'm uh, sitting on someone's couch, foot up. But um, I was trying to get this done with you, as I was, as I was saying, because I'm going to have so many, so many weeks of just laying around before I could put pressure on it. So yeah. I'll be able to edit all kinds of stuff and get it done, so... Yeah, that, that part sounds good. I mean, I like where your head's at. That you're like, well, I'm not going to be doing anything anyway. But mm-hmm. I just feel bad, like, watching you get out of the car. I'm like, oh, man. I like, just no, made this it, dude come all the way out of here. My wife was pissed. But, you know, <laughs> which she normally is pretty vocal about whatever I'm doing. That's absolutely stupid. Because she's the one that's had to wake up in the middle of the night with me so I could make sure I made it to the bathroom or took pain medication or whatever so she dressing me it's the worst because yeah. I feel she's she's such a great woman and she's been through a lot herself uh, medically so I just feel terrible but uh, and then I told her I said I'm going to mass Sunday and it went completely contradicted every in her mind every good thing that we did to keep things under control I'm like I gotta do it like I if I have this, then I can complete a lot of stuff, and I wouldn't be able to see you for I don't know how long. Yeah, there's probably, so many unknowns. Next season, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, and I've been trying to get with you anyway, so it's. 
Yeah, no, out, that's but. that's cool. I didn't even know you guys were doing the trail thing, so it's cool we were yeah. able to combine both in one one session. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, I'm going to ask you one more question before we go into the uh, kind of a long discussion, I think, or could be, before I go into the Instagram questions. But um, how do you feel about the coverage of New England riders? Um, just that in general. Coverage. Um, and I'm sorry, I mean, like, uh, whether it be through ride, vital, dig. Yeah, there's there's no... Challenger, which you were on the cover. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that was cool. Like, that was Nick's first time out here, too. So, um, he grew up around here, so it's crazy he's never been out there for, like, right. as long as I've known him. Uh-huh. But yeah, that was that was cool that that worked out. Yeah, I love the Challenger magazine too. Like he's just really like sarcastic and sometimes like cynical or something. But it's just right. funny the way he writes stuff. Yeah. I like I appreciate it when people have a good sense of humor and mm-hmm. writing. But oh, so you like all the B Cave stuff? I think it's funny, yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. <laughs> I don't mind like that any of the heckling. Like no. I, I just think it, it comes with the territory, you know. I think it's good too. I mean I, I think it's it's kinda it stinks that like people have gotten so sensitive about certain things that like they think it's such a big deal. Because even, even like some of those guys will be like, dude, like you're cool with that, right? And I'm like, I don't care at all, man. Like I yeah, I you mean, could say the worst thing in the world about me, and I right. don't like unless you really like mean it or say it to me. Like I don't, I don't yeah. care what you do. Like other, and since we didn't know each other, that's exactly the way I felt when I came in because everybody's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess some people take things more personally. I just, yeah. even if I did, I would just kind of walk the other way. You know, yeah, I don't. Right. I'm not yeah. sweating it. Right. But they yeah, those dudes have been lighting it up with the ten eighty memes and everything the past few weeks, so <laughs> but I don't know where it came back from. It's like yeah. coming back from the grave. They are funny. Between them and Northeast Bad Boys, it's that's where I get all my entertainment from. I like that now too. Like those dudes are pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I that's like new to me. I didn't know that those guys like were Mm-hmm. trying to make their mark but it's pretty funny it's hilarious and they they ask really funny questions it's uh for the podcast stuff but yeah i think it's i think it's good i think we're getting off the subject of this we'll go right back to it but i think when it gets out of hand did you go swamp fest last year no i've never been actually oh, no, have? i haven't gone yet no yeah, it's definitely worth going for sure but that one was a, a little too and you may remember too that it just got a little too out of control because like, I think the stress level was already high. Too big of an event type of stress, or because well, I feel like no, nope, the event was perfect. I think Trey was already stressed, and then and then uh, uh, team lead and uh, oh Rodeo. oh Rodeo oh like up. yeah 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 like ripping on like the the. Yeah, the point it, of it, or like that, it was a money making job, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. But um, that's that's when I think it kind of goes a little overboard. But, I but I you, will be the first to say that as far as like changes in BMX, mm-hmm. when the come up started, I mean nothing against those dudes. Like they right. they probably made BMX so popular because mm-hmm. of like their the way they did everything. But like 
nothing has been more negative to me in BMX mm-hmm. other than like how that was right. and that that like I really hated um, yeah. not that it was all negative but there was just so much negative stuff mm. and like for some reason kids like latch to that like yeah. they love that more than anything else mm-hmm. so that that stuff I just kind of like at some point I just stopped even like I didn't even look at I don't even really go online and look at much anymore like mm-hmm. maybe everybody's the same way they just kind of like flip through their Instagram mm-hmm. so you don't even need to but like stuff just got so flooded that I don't know what's what and who's who and like I just ride because I like to ride now mm-hmm. but but at the time I was super into like ride dig the come up vital like I liked all of them I didn't really care which one was what I just wanted to see the videos but I just hated the negativity because it was like kids not really it was like kind of like the rodeo peanut thing which I actually find really funny most of the time um but it was like people saying things just to get a rise out of people and it didn't even really have any like thought or like Mm -hmm. humor to it it was just just like ripping people apart for no reason where i was like why why do you have to say something about everything like at least this kid's like doing something you know so so that stuff like soured me out for a bit but Mm -hmm. i feel like it it cut back and it's not as bad anymore and i just like yeah i just do my own thing but probably feels totally different than when it's people that you know I've always you know. said, yeah, I've always said that, like, in your group of friends, like, mm-hmm. everybody makes fun of one another, and it's, For like, sure. all the jokes, and, like, you make fun of someone's style or the way they do, like, I don't know, like, that stuff has always just been a part of BMX to me anyway, right. but when it gets, like, anonymous behind the keyboard, like, you're really trying to, like, tear someone down, like, mm-hmm. deeper than that, I just, I'm like, I lose interest, I'm like, that's too much, like, you're not joking anymore, you're, like, really bothered by this thing that doesn't really matter, you know, so, I don't know, like, it's like, you can have your opinion, but Uh you don't need to, like, ruin someone's, like, life or ego over it, you know, but, yeah, that's, that's just, like, how I, but, yeah, when it's, when it's your friends, and, like, yeah, make fun of call yeah, them yeah, out yeah. tell them what they're doing weird or like i don't know like and they're your make, friends, so yeah like you you can hash it out you're not like some dude you'll never see again right right no absolutely um yeah i, I didn't i didn't sorry about that i didn't mean to have you go yeah yeah so, or, so new england but, new england yeah, the documentary co- or like uh just coverage coverage and and uh writers that have kind of made it like i Made it as far as getting some coverage on yeah. any, and then and then support on any level. So, I was thinking about, it, and you got, you got you, Jamie Cooper. Let's talk about New England. Jamie Cooper Ellis, Jake Seeley. That's who that is out in Pittsfield, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Cody, of course. I'm sure I'm missing some people. Matt uh, Ray. Who? Matt. Oh yeah, that's right. Matt Ray. Matt yeah. Ray is like the, he's like the hot thing right now, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, Chris Giles in here too, yeah. Yeah, Joe Nelson. Um, like, yeah, man, there's... Joe Nelson. This, I feel like I could make a list of a hundred, <clears throat> like a hundred people from the New England scene that mm-hmm. either are known or should be known and somehow, like, just went under the radar and never, like, didn't get coverage, you know? Right. There's, there's so... 
so on that side of it, like, I think it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. I think more people get coverage now. Like, more people are figuring it out. It's just new new generations. Everybody can film anything, put anything out. But, like, but you're right. Like, all the core big companies are just not, they're not around here. So I feel like it doesn't get to influence the scene, like, properly sometimes and, like, people just go unnoticed mm-hmm. so i i've i think new england's one of the best scenes i've been to like riding wise and like growing up i just i remember like if you did something people were always like hollering and like getting all like even that's like kind of like been lost i feel like as i've gotten older but i i don't know i guess times just change and you're mm-hmm. just it's just different but um when I was younger, that was a big thing. I think that's why I moved because there wasn't, there wasn't a lot going on here. Like, there's a lot going on, but mm-hmm. it's none of it's being documented. None of it's being. I mean, there's bone death. There's, there's definitely been like there's uh, what's the uh, no, there's ninety east. Like there's there's definitely like little core groups, mm-hmm. but as far as like a big hubba, there's like there's just not that thing to me and I think it's getting better but it's just yeah it's different it's not Texas it's not how North Carolina was at the time which that's kind of like seems like it's died out too Mm. California just seems like it's always gonna have like a big thing going on over there but then I even feel like there's there's like northwest states that there's dudes that are like ridiculous out there and you never hear of them you know? There's been a lot of talk about that lately on some other podcasts that I listen to. And it's... There's a, there's a pocket of really good people up there. I mean, it, I think uh, I think the savior in that, as far as, as as far as interviewing and all that, would be Snakebite when, when Chad does his thing. Because he's Northwest, right? I think he's in yeah. Washington or Oregon, something like that. Um, but what I was getting at with as few of people as there are in in all of Massachusetts that live here aren't moving um, I can tell you that I can't think of I really can't think of anyone in Connecticut that um, that's sponsored in any way like whether it be just minor or flow or whatever where's uh where's that dude Mark from I thought he was from Connecticut no Mark Burnett uh, or uh, Stevie, Stevie came out of Connecticut. Stevie Churchill. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. But they're not here now. No. So what I'm getting at yeah, is the people that that stayed, yeah. like Brandon yeah. Egan's from Connecticut, and he he moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Long Island. There's only two guys I know of that are that are. I believe I could be totally wrong in this. Russ Brown and uh, Joey Monster. Uh, I think those are the only two. I think Joey's. Get some animal flow, stuff like that. And Russ, of course, yeah. is long, long time, uh, long time cult. Um, but yeah, there's like that. that I, I yeah, gap, but there's so many good people. So I think that that's uh, like that's literally just because like I, like those big core companies are just not in the areas, mm-hmm. and I just think that that riding goes like with like nobody sees it, you yeah. know, like yeah. that like that dude Joey is like so ridiculous like street trails where like that kid's so good he is and like Sean Riel like you mentioned him yeah, like yeah. for as long as I 
known Sean, he's always been like the dude to watch if mm-hmm. he, you know, if you're there. And even he, I feel like, doesn't get proper coverage. Like, I just, I don't know if there's not enough, like, hobby guys with cameras running around, like, to document mm-hmm. it and post right. it, or if it's just there's not any big companies to, like, mm-hmm. be around it all the time. And, yeah, I, I wish some of those guys would get more opportunities to, like, go on a trip with, like, a, you know, like you said, if that guy gets hooked up by, like, Animal, like, right. maybe he does, but, like, go on more things and, like, mm-hmm. get get to show what they do because there are there is a lot of talent in all of new england that just goes like without like people will go like they do the craziest things and no one ever knows about it so and and there's just there's so many people riding i think it's it's healthy as far as the sport goes if you want to call it a sport but um because a lot of people i mean every jam that that either i do or that people hold at their trails or yeah. whether it's just behind Vic's shop. There's there's a lot of people that show up. Yeah, so it's the huge. Scene, the scene is strong. Yeah. It's just the... And there's so many good riders, but... I think that's just kind of how it's always been yeah. up here. It's and just... That, and that's why I started this whole thing a year ago because I wanted to try to represent... Give, give people a chance to listen to your voice, you know, your story... Because it's harder and harder to come by. You can't just call Dig and say, "Hey, can you do an interview with me?" You know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's and there's so there's so many people that are ridiculous everywhere. Right. So yeah. I'm sure wherever those people are, like they have their hands full, regardless. Right. But yeah, I'm I'm sure that there's some stuff being missed in these parts that they don't even know about. You know. Right. So, but it'll it'll come, man. I think yeah. I think it'll definitely and like. The trail scene, I feel like, has been growing around here lately, too, which I don't know what we're all doing because it's the worst place to build trails. Yeah, right. But, like, <laughs> but it is. for what it's worth, like, it, it's drawing some attention. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully it just keeps bringing in the right yeah. the right people, you know. Yeah. And uh, I shouldn't have mentioned Dig like that because I think Dig is probably one of the better ones. Yeah, and absolutely. You got a cover in Dig, right? 2012, something like that? Uh, ride. Oh, that was Ride? Yeah, Ride. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, actually, you, ju- you just did an interview with Keith. It was Mulligan Shot It. Mulligan Shot It? Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. we were in Utah. It was on a red line trip. And okay. um, this guy that builds ramps for a lot of the show companies, mm-hmm. like, he let us come to his house, and he had, like, all this stuff in his driveway. And yeah. it was just, like, this crazy mountain... Yeah. picture in the background that he got which was cool like i didn't know anything about that until like after it came out so oh, okay but but yeah that was that's, yeah that was ride that's cool so and and keith's from long island so he's got connections out this way and i'm sure he i'm sure he keeps an eye on it although he's out of the business now he just he's just doing his his family business him and his yeah. wife their business but i think rock I think Rob Delecki does a good job representing the East Coast yeah. and Northeast. Yeah, Delecki, def- he does a, yeah. it seems to me, like a good job of covering like the underground mm-hmm. stuff that people don't really get to see a lot, which is cool. I don't know Delecki that well, but yeah, it seems like he's always like at trails and like yeah. he's he's got his foot in like places that are cool, like they're not, yeah. not the mainstream thing, so. Definitely. He's an awesome guy. I've known him since we were teenagers and he's just the most patient guy just like just super nice just 
trying his best to to do what he can with it yeah through maintaining and then uh contributing to to dig but he's just a great great photographer and just a great person so i'm i'm psyched that he still has the opportunity to to contribute to uh to dig or his own through uh through what he's doing yeah personally so uh anyway yeah i wanted to ask about that because i i thought it was um I thought it was kind of odd, but it's, uh, but I mean, kind of thing that even in racing, it's always been that way. Yeah. You know, there's only a few guys that really made it in the Northeast in racing. So it's, uh, it's even tough. the guys you mentioned that have gotten mm-hmm. coverage and have like gotten some publicity, I feel like is I'm like, that's not even enough for like what, what they do on like a regular basis, you know, like Jamie, Matt Ray, mm-hmm. like that. Chris Childs, like the stuff that people just don't ever see is like those dudes are ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, and there's and many more to name. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, the list would go on. Like I said, so right. yeah, and the new new kid, Nate Karen, look out for that kid. Oh yeah, he definitely. Is, <laughs> he's gonna be the one to watch out for soon. Every jam I go to, the the kid just shocks the hell out of me because he'll pull something new. You don't see him for a month. And then all all of a sudden he's he's going even crazier and it's yeah he does too oh he's like I won't uh, see yeah. him for a month either and he'll be learning some new thing I didn't even know about yeah. yeah it's like every time you ride with him you're blown away by how good he is and right. what he's doing it's like wow yeah and he's such a good kid like beyond that man he yeah. he never he's so humble like never wants any credit for anything yeah. and just like keeps his head down like does his school work right. plays lacrosse right like he just he's just a good kid so yeah. i he's hope good. i hope something happens for that dude i hope so too um i mean we can all do our parts of just yeah you know having him be seen as much as we can but uh yeah he's he's awesome his parents are really cool too his mom still races i believe yeah yeah, yeah. and his dad yeah, his parents is, are is, awesome he might drive now, but his dad was down at Flatlands last fall. He was at a couple of different places I kept uh, running into him, but he's totally supportive of Nate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, He'll go sleep in the parking lot with him just so he can, like, ride PA or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's, he'll, like, run wheelbarrows out here. and Really? Yeah. Mm, nice. Yeah, guy's awesome. Yeah, that's it's how his family's. Met Nate was, he got worried about the trails and came out and, Mm-hmm. his dad just went nuts moving dirt yeah. and hanging out and they've just been coming out ever since so. yeah, yeah right that's awesome um, and I think he has a brother that's uh, maybe in the Navy but I think there there might be some his dad was telling me about some plans you know what that probably changed by now so I won't even get into that <laughs> because it does you know you, you can think you want one thing and then you graduate and you're like nah maybe i don't want to do that um i should have read this first they said tell me about your ride cover instead i said dig um oh i i will ask you uh as part of that question just your feeling on print in general because in that post of it was a it was a flashback post or however whichever day you did it of that 2012 coverage, you did a bit of a, a write-up about, and explained it very well, about how 
the anticipation of something coming out was was so worth it, you know, when you were waiting for print. Um, I believe that was the context of what you wrote in that post. But I don't, that was probably so long ago. But yeah, I would imagine. I mean, feelings probably haven't changed though. But yeah, know. we we always talk about it's so hard because it, like I, there's so much content that I've sat on forever and didn't put out or didn't do anything with that I probably would regret now not just like mm-hmm. putting it out or or stuff that I've even lost that's just gone. Yeah, but. But yeah, there's just uh there's like a different appreciate appreciation for like even like DVD versus web or like an actual print magazine like there's there's just something about it that's different. Like I think because when we grew up that was like the thing you waited for. That's sure. like what the anticipation was for. Mm-hmm. And there's just it's just more of like this polished thing that is like rewarding to be a part of you know which is yeah so that that was like a huge honor for me like i never would have expected to get that where i mean i know some guys have multiple and some whatever but it's just it was just cool for me like to feel like i got something like that to have like in the in the the list so but but yeah it's always it's always worth it for like the the final product of any yeah any real like artwork that somebody did you know Mm -hmm. so i'm glad dig still puts out something once in a while it's it's so worth i think the last one cody was in he didn't just what you're talking about he didn't even know it yeah until i opened it i'm like holy crap there's a two-page a two-page picture of of uh cody so he took a picture of it and sent it that's, to me. He's like, no way, I didn't know that. That's definitely happened. Maybe that's why we're so bad in New England. <laughs> like, maybe we're so, like, we're just so yeah, into our own things, we just forget what's going on. I don't know. Which is good, because that means you're doing it for all the right reasons. Yeah, so yeah, it's exactly. Awesome, it's always, awesome like, thing. people are doing what they want to do, not mm-hmm. not because they think they have to for some reason. Right, right. All right, want to hit some Instagram questions? and Sure. <laughs> It's gonna take a little bit. All right, we'll cover the the ten eighty now. Uh, Dewey Evan, is that? I read Instagram names as they're on there. Is his name Dewey Evan, or is it? Is that in order? Dewey DeRozier, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I met him through Circuit. Really nice guy. Yeah, we've known Dewey since he was like the little kid at the park that drove us insane. (laughs) And now, now he's like the best bike rider skateboarder like that kid's awesome he dewey's dewey's a good kid that's right but he used used to be like the little like grom kid that would drive everybody crazy (laughs) at the park which it was funny like when i he's another one when i moved back that Mm -hmm. age of like 13 to like 16 Uh you know where like people you really start to see them like progress and like i came back home and i was like man this kid's like ridiculous now like riding skateboarding he's he's so good but yeah yeah, dewey's a good kid i I now he now he works at edge so oh he does and what he works on cars too or something yeah i think he yeah yeah Yeah. okay yeah i remember i follow him and, and his skate posts are like whoa he is really yeah. good. That's that's another good example of like no coverage. Like he just mm-hmm. does that stuff when right. no one's around. Right. And then 
That's like, and I don't think anybody even like I. Ne- I don't know. Maybe he gets more coverage in the skate world than I know, but yeah, I I don't see it, and I just see what he does, and it's insane. So yeah, yeah it's it's cool. All right, so him and Colton Civitello came up with the same question. First, Dewey said, "Please God." Uh, please God ask when the next 1080 is. God's not going to ask, but I'm going to ask you. Um, and then Colton said, uh, can I see another 1080 from you sometime soon? And then Beat Cave said, That's, this is the real question. <laughs> um, and then I said, what's your perfect setup to do it? So if you were to do it again, where did you do the 1080 that everyone's you know, really Dude, uh... aware of and... It was at a do tour. It, it's funny because uh, <laughs> it was uh, actually a do tour open qualifier. So okay. I, I I like didn't even make it. In. I've never made it all the way into a do tour, like into the actual mm-hmm. qualifying before. I don't know. There was so many stages I could never yeah. like really remember. But yeah, that was the first do tour I got accepted to which I didn't even know that was kind of like a weird, like you got to email somebody and like somebody kind of has to like vouch for it or at least say that you're not a nobody. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it really works, but I know like, I think like Dennis is involved in it who Dennis isn't like one of the best dudes ever. Um, Anderson or uh, McCoy. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. He, yeah. Yeah. So he was still, he was still involved in all that stuff. He runs the Vans contest too, right? Sort now, of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he seems like he's like really into that. Like that's that's kind of his new baby, yeah. I think. But but back then it was the do tour. Yeah. So he was. I think he was one of the main dudes involved with the with the do tour. But yeah, I remember getting the email that I was accepted to go to open qualifier, which I think was like usually between like sixty and seventy guys, and like thirteen make it out. Okay. So it was like people just going crazy like every like everybody was just going for gold and that but Mm -hmm. i kept getting mixed like advice from different guys on like how to do it and like what's the best way and Uh they were like just stay on your bike man like just stay on your bike like you're good so like just do your thing and you'll be fine you know and Mm -hmm. i tried that and like my first run i feel like i rode like pretty well and like did all the stuff I wanted to do, yeah. and I think I got, like, a 78 or something. Like, it was, like, something real low where I was, like, well, this isn't going to work. And I remember uh, I, it was Mike Laird was actually, um, <laughs> he was, I think he was first in the contest, which he was, like, never that. Like, he was never the guy to have to go first, and this mm-hmm. was, like, so he just he told me straight up he was I was I was second mm-hmm. so out of everybody I was second to go and yeah. he just was like dude no one knows who you are he's like if you don't do something that makes people like makes people notice you uh-huh. then like you're gonna have a slim shot you know right, right. and literally I think two days before that joking around I tried to do a 1080 like in the foam, which I had tried in the past and like didn't even come close, Mm -hmm. but I just would do 720s all the time, like in shows and stuff. So it just, I don't know, muscle memory, something like the momentum, like it just worked. Like I didn't even really feel like it was that difficult at the time. It just worked. 
So I went on to like the resi and tried it and it, I slid out on the first one. The second one I landed it. And like literally two days before this dude tour, I like learned how to do this. So there was that. And like, and this is the time where like, I was like trying to learn all these different tricks and like, I guess I like, you know, I did care. Like I wanted to see if I could get into do tour and like ride in it. Not because like, I thought I had to do it a certain way, but I did feel like there was a part that I was like, well, I got to keep up with what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was like that, or I was doing like 720 tail whips and I was like, ah, either one could be like 50, 50. So I just remember dropping in and like committing and being like this, I'm just going to try to 1080 and I did it rode away like if you watch it you can almost tell that i like didn't think i was gonna land it but it was like right in worked out good and i rode you know like the rest of my run was pretty good maybe a little like safe Mm -hmm. but i got i think i was in like fifth or sixth maybe and then uh so i was like man i think i'm good i think i'm gonna like make it out of oq and then these guys were like talking to me they're like yeah we want to interview you later and like all this weird like stuff was going on and then i think i was in the first heat Mm -hmm. so after that like the next heat went there was guys like harry main and like other like anthony watkinson ben wallace so yeah like all these guys had to do oq so i just watched like it go like six seven yeah, yeah. eight not like it just kept climbing and i ended up getting the 13th spot i was like on the bubble mm-hmm. and i think j2e or somebody like ended up getting it like they bumped me out so i st- i never made it like didn't make it in and it was like the whole weekend people were like are you riding today like when are you riding and i'm like yeah. i'm not man i didn't get it. like it just so <laughs> it was like shot. this joke for a while where a lot of dudes would be like hey remember that time you did a 1080 at dude door and didn't get in and like right. it was like this ongoing joke forever and uh i still did them for a while after mm-hmm. and then i don't know i just yeah it at some point i probably just was like eh, i don't feel like doing that today and then i don't feel like doing that today and then it just right went away and then like i moved home and there's nothing to do stuff like that on around here i feel like so i that's what i meant like what's the perfect setup for you for a 1080 i feel like if i could still do like i there's no way i could even do that spin i feel like when i do sevens now they're like rogue but Mm -hmm. if i could like the jump out here would probably be awesome for it i just i literally never uh before the quarter pipe yeah Mm -hmm. okay so but I just, I never work on that stuff, and it's not something I feel like you can just put down and, like, pick right back up. Sure. So, so the the next one probably won't be for a long time, if yeah, ever. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, never say never, but yeah, I don't know. It's not going to be anytime soon. You clearly have some support if you want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. We'll just go right right down the list here. Bobby Proctor. Uh, would you, would you rather wait on, oh, I already asked you this. I'm, uh, no, I did. I'm sorry. Would you rather wait on, uh, Shane, her oh, Sean. Herbert, <laughs> or Mike P before heading out on a trip? Probably, probably Ferbert, because if, 
Ferbert's like either there at four in the morning or like super late, but Mike's just consistently always gonna be late. So <laughs> every once in a while, Mike will surprise you and be there the first, but most of the time, Mike's like yeah. never there. So and this is you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mike Parmelo, right? Yeah. All right. In case I didn't say, Mike Parmelo. It's, it's rubbed off on me now at this point. I, yeah. think. I used to hate it. I'd be like, Mike, it's, come on, what are you doing? Now right. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm later than you. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, let's see. Wild Bill. Um, you're one of my favorite riders in person and persons ever. Hopefully, I can get to Pinewoods next year. What's your favorite trick and your favorite jump? Dang. Thanks, man. That means a lot. Um, like yeah, that dude is so awesome too. Like every time I see him, he's like the nicest, happiest yeah. dude, and he just seems like pumped to just still be riding his bike the way he wants to. He, he was so psyched to be interviewed. He was he was a little nervous, so yeah, he was quickly six Coronas in. And oh, that'll, just, that'll loosen then, you right up. And then he oh yeah, and then he started talking about thirty two piercings below the belt. Like, like just <laughs> he was he was the best. Being able to pee four different directions. <laughs> that being said, though, I am, I am offended that he hasn't made it out yet still. But yeah. I didn't make it to Long Island much or at all this yeah, year, yeah. so I can't say anything. Yeah. But, but um, Favorite trick, favorite jump? And the, the jump could be anywhere. Like, yeah. anywhere. Favorite trick, favorite jump. That's a tough one, man. The, the jump out here, is, like, I don't want to say that because that's just too cliche for right now but the most yeah but the most recent jump that i had like a lot of fun on was probably boomers at caddy that jump that jump scared the crap out of me like i was like i was just so freaked out about hitting it and then the first time i went over it i was like oh that wasn't bad at all so once I started riding it the last couple times like we went there like that jump was just really fun to like try to spin and like do different stuff on so that yeah. that was probably the most memorable jump or like the most fun one in the you know the recent times mm-hmm. you can go right there Joe and trick I don't know, man. I'm like such a creature of habit. I do the same things over and over and over again, but yeah, like I always like I would say like three tables or I don't know. What do I do? <laughs> all of it. Yeah, you uh, do. It's not. You definitely do all of it. How much you don't do? I don't know. Yeah, that's oh. a tough one. I don't know what my favorite trick is. Well, your uh, bag like trick a jump is still trick? pretty. Still pretty deep, right? I don't know. It's gotten real. It's it's gotten, <laughs> I'm reaching pretty far in there nowadays. Well, Bill like, and I were just talking about it at Kiko last week. We're like, man, we got like three tricks left. That's it. And I, then and he goes, next year I'm only gonna have two. <laughs> they, yeah, they keep going away. And I think about it, and I'm like, man, well, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I I just keep running out. Yeah. Yeah, probably jumping is like three tables and three no-handers. I just seem to, like, they never get old for me, so yeah. I just keep doing them. So I guess those. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Dom Rides Bikes. Biggest challenges you face at Pinewoods? We face all the challenges. I should say you all face it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we face <laughs> we face all the challenges. Rocks, sand, mm-hmm. pine. 
Man, Pinewood mm. is like the perfect name because we have to rake and clean up year round. Pine needles just always fall. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's. Yeah. Well, it's, the ground has to be really acidic because of all the pine, right? So you probably yeah. don't get a lot of grass growth or anything. No, we do. I mean, there is like in the growth season, we do get a lot of like wild plants and ferns and berries, and like there is there is some stuff out there. It's just, it's a weird area of land, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, those big white pines just take over everything, yeah. and they're just shed all year nonstop. Yeah. Like yeah, so like this the times where you should just be done having to like clean things off, like we're just always having to sweep and. I would say that that like just the the upkeeping is probably our biggest issue. Mm. It, like we find ourselves like cleaning nooks and crannies of things when we're like we should be digging, you know, yeah, yeah. or like we have to clean it before we start stacking because like all the pine needle clumps that get in everything oh, it just right. it's just a pain. So There's we've been whole... trying. I don't know, but we've we've figured a lot of stuff out the mm-hmm. last few years. Just. I don't know, you get older, trial and error, like, yeah. there's, I feel like we've gotten a lot, I mean, everything looks dialed out there, so I feel like we have a lot of mm-hmm. it down, and we've kind of been back to using our own dirt again for the most part, like, we bought mm-hmm. clay for a little bit, but, yeah, but, yeah, sand, rocks, pine needles, mm-hmm. <laughs> all three are tied. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's get this one done with. Because I saw the conversation back and forth. Uh, gnomes in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> you said you don't mind. No, so. no. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Do you have any plans of changing the the roll-in at Pinewoods? And, and why are your jumps so perfect, but the roll-in isn't? Nope. That thing oh, is, yeah, no. if that's Randy, <laughs> that thing is staying, and we're never, we're never finishing it now. Yeah. That thing, I hope that there's one big hole and everyone has to crowd around it at some point. <laughs> no, it is ridiculous. The Roland's been there for like 15 years or oh, something. Yeah. And, it was and slapped the... together for like a Halloween jam and it just kind of stayed. And uh-huh. It lasted it's... really long, actually. It's just, it's like boxes we built out of pallets and then we just kind of put like other pallets going down in plywood, yeah. but every year it just gets worse and worse and yeah. we'll try to like slap some new plywood on it but right. we've just kind of given up because right. we're like we should rebuild this yeah. but now that like cody and randy want us to do it so bad it's almost better to just leave it i think yeah <laughs> right right there was a point actually i remember vic stayed at the bottom of the rolling and just chose to just like pedal towards the jumps because he didn't want to go on it. And th- and then like I feel like he, once he saw enough people on top of it, he uh-huh. was like, "All right, I'll go on that thing." But yeah. but yeah, it looks yeah. it's pretty rickety. It looks pretty yeah. it's pretty bad. But so since it's tough digging, I mean, to make that a, a dirt rolling would be a huge amount of work, right? Oh, I'm not even considering yeah. that. No, I'm just yeah. asking. You know, it's got yeah, be no, that'd way be... too tough. So it's going to be wood either way. It would be, yeah, it would be so much work to, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't even know that we really need it, but, Mm -hmm. like, we could probably make something else work, but it's just easier to not have to, like, do any pedaling or anything, it just, like, shoots you right into everything. Mm -hmm. But the more we expand up top by it, we'll probably, I mean, we have to redo it at some point, but I'm going to see how long we can keep it, just so Randy doesn't feel comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh... 
Real quick one here, Vic from Circuit. Uh, he just said, what's it like being my favorite rider? I want to know if that came from Bobby or Vic, because I feel like <laughs> it'd be random if Vic said it, but, does but he, either way, I appreciate it. Does uh, Vic trust um, Bobby with the with the Circuit account? I, I think so. I think some people have access to it. Uh, <laughs> I'd be surprised if Vic said that, but if he did, that's that's sweet, so thanks, man. Uh, but either one of them, that's awesome. I appreciate Vic, it. Vic knows quality when he sees it. He's been around a bit. Yes, he has. He has. Uh, thank God he's feeling better. It was so good to watch him ride. I think, I think I saw him ride at Oak Oakwoods. You guys have probably seen him ride since then. But I have, um, I have, I saw him at Oakwoods, but he, he was wasn't riding. he was um he was just hanging out. But yeah. but I will say it's gone from like that bummed out look all the mm. time to like way more optimistic so yeah. i feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be worth all the trouble he's gone through so yeah scary stuff too you get an effect an infection at one point that scared the hell out of me because it did not look good Actually, like, speak speaking of vic in colorado like mm-hmm. i've i like felt so bad just seeing like him have to like get it was like you like getting mm. around everywhere with both of his knees like just blown he was like had like a cane and he actually yeah. had this awesome cane that like he was like carving and messing out with that like yeah. i think he ended up taking it home but yeah that trip he was he was in rough shape it was like he tried to ride a couple times and it just didn't go well so yeah. i'd love to see him get back to being on the bike you know definitely and maybe he rode Cody's. I saw somewhere that he rode, but but anyway, yeah, it, it's, I'm glad he made it through that because he seems like he's pretty well recovered. So that's, yeah, that's good. It's got to be a little fear there, you know, just to get feeling solid again. He just seems like he's not in as much pain, so it's yeah. got to be a good thing. Yeah, quality of life in general, it's yeah. worth it, right there. Uh, this one's a pretty good question, Mitch. Uh, Mitch Warney uh, from Melbourne, Australia. He wants to know between the mid-school generation years, which you were barely part of, right? The very yeah. I feel like I'm in that part. weird. I'm like in a weird margin of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the new school generation years, what are some major changes you have made to your bike or kept the same? Uh, to my bike. Anything I've changed is probably because I had to. The industry probably made me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely was a part of, like, the small bars, big sprocket, heavy bike. Like, I caught the tail end of that. Like, mm. we're profile SS cranks and, like, fat jack hubs and... Mm-hmm. I like oversized axles forever like everything was way overkill I caught the tail end of that which I was bending and breaking all sorts of stuff regardless so that probably wasn't the worst thing for me mm-hmm. but um I feel like that was a really big change I mean I had my GT Interceptor it was like a little bit lighter race style bike mm-hmm. then my bikes were really heavy and then it's just kind of plateau. Like, I remember seeing the first small sprockets and being like, I don't know if I'm into that. And now thinking, like, fundamentally, it makes so much sense for, like, freestyle. Like, what we, like, clearance, weight. Like, why do you need a big gear in the way, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and then bars, like, that was a tough one to make that. Like, I never rode really tiny bars, but 
to get into the really big bar kick was was tough and now I even like I still don't even have nine inch bars like I think that's like the norm now mm-hmm. so like seven and a quarter something like that yeah I think They're I think mine are like bars. eight and three quarter or eight six or something but that's not too no, no, they're they're pretty, they're just, to me it's like perfect, like if mm-hmm. I could just keep it the way it is, my seat is like the same, I feel like it's the newer pivotal seats of like, there was like primo hemorrhoids and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I was always into those, and then the pivotal movement came out, and then like, seats got really small I feel like, except for like, McNeil and a few other people still made like a fatter one, and I've always kept that seat. And then now that's like the popular seat size again, and right. I've just had that the whole the whole time. And then I always ran a gyro. Pretty much, like ninety percent of the time. Once in a while, I'd take my brakes off. Past couple of years, I put a straight cable on for the first time in like ten years, and then I just I don't know. I've been switching it up a lot. Like I. I dabble with the free coaster and stuff, but I just, I kind of just keep my bike basic, and I hate working on my bike, so once I do, it just stays for as long <laughs> as it is until I have to work on it again. Uh, I'm going to find the question after, but there's a question about flat tires, too. So, <laughs> probably related to not wanting, like, uh, not liking to work on your bike. Um, he also said, have they impacted your riding style? And what I wrote down was pretty much what we talked about. The first thing that came to my mind in those that generation change. Yeah. High bar, because of course these things stuck out to me when I got back into it in 2014. But it was high bars, small small sprockets, opposite drive, um, low seats of course, in geometry. Everything's tight now, so... Yeah, yeah, stuff has like shrank a bit. Um, Is like your bike frame size tighter I, now on the on the, what you what do you ride? I'm sorry, it's I ride uh, the Matt Ray frame, okay, uh, Sabrosa frame, mm-hmm. and it's it's like perfect for what I want. It's got like a pretty high standover. Uh, I just started riding a 21 inch top to like the last year or so that's different i always rode like 20.75 um the rear end i think is 13.6 or -hmm. so which is like perfect like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't i definitely don't want like the like the hardcore trail like 14 inch back end or 14 to core like i don't need that that doesn't do anything for me like some of the stuff that's changed and progressed i feel like has been for like good reason Mm -hmm. i I have a 75 degree head tube, which is steeper than it used to be than the 74 and a half or so, but it's not as, I don't go as, I don't go like any more than that. I recently just tried steeper forks, mostly just because they sent them, so I just uh, figured I'd try them out, and I just, I get like, I get used to whatever I'm riding, so I feel like those the things that you're trying to make a difference with, like bars, like you said, like people are like, oh, for your back or for this yeah. or that. And right. I had lower back problems and I just think I adapt. So maybe I noticed the change for like a week or so. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of like, then it's just the bike underneath you. Like yeah. I don't, 
I don't notice, like, very subtle changes like most people are, or if I do, I try not to be, like, a real head case about it, because I just think it's just another thing to think about that, like, why this or that is happening, you know, like, I mean, if something's bent or crooked or off, I get it, but other than that, I just, you get, I mean, if you ride your bike with bent pedals or cranks, and then you ride someone else's and they're straight. Like, right. you didn't even know yours were like that half the time until you ride their bike, you know? So, right. I just think it just depends on what you're used to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think it changes, like, much with my riding. I, I've wanted it to. I've definitely bought stuff thinking, like, this is going to help me with this. Uh-huh. Or this is going to fix this problem. And yeah. it doesn't make me any worse or better ever. <laughs> it's always the same. Like, I can't... Right. I can't find, like, the tail whip button on anything or something, so. <laughs> all right, Kyle Erickson. First of all, one of the nicest humans in the woods ever. Uh, he, his question is, if you could take the Paradelia's crew to ride anywhere in the world, where would it be? Uh, hands down, either a UK trail trip or like an Australia New Zealand trail trip that's one thing I haven't done like I haven't done an overseas trail trip and that's that's like one of the main things I want to get done soon before it's before it's too far gone right right so that would be but getting that many people together to do something like that is so hard to do so we'll see but any any trip with the Paradolia dudes has been awesome no agenda no time frame no plan always best trips anytime there's like an agenda I just think it falls apart and everybody gets mad and disgruntled like we just we go and there's like if we don't even ride we don't even care it's just like we're on a road trip like let's just have fun so that's awesome so that's that's how I would look at it um JHR BMX I think is this Johnny Rivet well, he goes by Johnny Rivet. But oh, yeah, yeah, Johnny yeah, Rivet, yeah. Rivet, oh, I'm sorry, I think Rivet. it's Rivet, yeah. No, that makes a whole lot more sense than a Rivet. But, uh, <laughs> um, uh, let's see, he, does he work for Dick Malls? No, uh, where, he works for... That was for, my guess, I, I couldn't... I think he works local, for Cycle Loft. Oh, it was yeah, like yeah, local yeah. BMX Oh, yeah, some, local BMX. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks, wrong about the cycle loft yeah i think he was there or he's doing or he's or it's both or something but yeah yeah. i like following him because he makes fun out of everything he makes fun yeah just with like the smallest yeah he just he's like one of those dudes he just loves riding his bike yeah and yeah he's an awesome guy uh i didn't really know him that well until the last like couple of years he actually is the one that like extended a hand for the Sabrosa thing because he was doing uh he was like a I think like a rep for them kind of oh, okay and um he kind of left that on like good terms to do this other stuff but mm-hmm. yeah he's like kind of the one that like stuck his head out so thanks man yeah definitely um back to Wild Bill for a second he said are you are you going to 720 the transfer gap at Oakwood's I know, I know I saw you no-hand it, which was yeah. awesome. No, um, definitely no 720s happening on that. Maybe three. I don't know. Sean Real was putting that bug in my ear. Maybe, like, trying to spin it, but 
Definitely not trying to double spin it. <laughs> Actually, where he did, I think he, I think it was a three sixty. But at Flatlands, I watched him. I think it was a three sixty, but it was the same setup. Is what I'm getting at. Like a crossover, like that to yeah. the left. Yes. Um, I don't know if that matters with which way you spin, but uh, but anyway, it's it looks so cool. But at Flatlands, like as soon as he landed, bam! Next jump was right there, so it was. It was pretty damn cool to watch him do it. Yeah. It was just like land and go right after finding your spot. Yeah, that that transfer is really fun. Like, it wasn't as doable before. Me and uh, Sam Lawson had jumped it, like, a couple years ago. Yeah, but there was, like, a little skipper before it, Mm -hmm. which was so hard to, like, catch enough of it to be able to go over to the left. I got you. And uh, now that it's a roller, yeah, I feel like you can kind of max out in there. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that transfer is super fun, and yeah. they mellowed the lip out a little. Oh, okay, cool. And that's from the the jump they used the the height contest for. It's from that takeoff over to uh, whatever they call their main line. I think is that right? Yeah, okay. over to the left side. Yeah. yeah. So what was? Did we answer Johnny's? I don't remember what it was. Uh, I was oh no, I'm it. sorry. I went I off. Like, did we tangent. get off? Oh well, there's. He just wants to know why you're so good. Oh. <laughs> so there's not much. Oh, no. okay. Yes, give me a uh, tough one to answer. I don't know. I don't know that I'm that good, but <laughs> thank you. You are. Um, Everyone I talk to, and I've seen you ride, says you're amazing. Everybody says the same thing. Yeah. You I got do. a lot of supporters out there. <laughs> Thanks, man. Oh, you know what I did? I'm sorry. I jumped to uh, Bill Klein and Wild Bill and uh, forgot to do the rest of Johnny's. But, uh, all right. I'll try to hammer these out here. Uh, I think it's starting to get up there a little bit, so I may have to do some shout-outs. Yeah, we'll make it good. Um, John Claus. Trail, skate park, backyard ramp. Uh, I added street to his question. Put them in order. Favorite, favorite to least favorite. Oh, in order, huh? Mm, yeah. Trail, skate park, backyard ramp, or street. Uh, I would say trails definitely first. Mm-hmm. Backyard ramp probably second, and then park and then street in order. Got it. I do like street, but it definitely it would be. It's street's so stressful. I feel like I just go out to film. I don't like, I don't go out in the city enough to just like put around. So mm-hmm. it's just like not the same as just dorking around in the woods or something. Right. Right. You have to worry about getting kicked out of a perfect spot right yeah i'm really bad with that too like i don't have my teenager self in me so like if somebody's like get out i'm like all right i'm just gonna leave like i don't put i don't get into like fights with security guards or anything like like, maybe when i was younger it would be more like swearing at them and trying to stand my but i'm like i don't i have no entitlement to being on whatever property this is so right but i do like street i just the thing about street that is a fallback for me is that mm. I can go ride street and not really get to ride and that drives me nuts like a good day of riding street is like finding some good spots and like sessioning mm. them but if I go out and just like ride around and do nothing I feel like I'm like if I just went to a park I could have rode for like an hour and actually uh-huh. got some riding in instead of just want I don't know but sometimes that's part of it you know like finding stuff and wandering around but mm-hmm. 
I just, yeah, I just want to be able to actually ride my bike and not have to right. only battle that stuff. Yeah. Which so. is guaranteed at trails or... Yeah, it's just guaranteed whatever. session, no no worries about getting kicked out or any right. of that stuff, so... Right. Uh, I'm not sure what this one's about. The chocolate teapot. Did you ever get picked on at school? If so, how did you overcome it? Yeah, it is you must weird. know something that I don't know, but anyway. No idea. No idea what that means? <laughs> no. right. I mean, I'm sure I did, but I did don't know. Did you pick on people? <laughs> Maybe sure, I did that too. Yeah, Maybe I don't know. Right. Sure, <laughs> sure there was a little of both. I don't know. If there's no story, there's no story. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> Justin Long, you know him, right? Yeah. I think he's just coming back from Thailand. From Thailand, if you follow him, it's just mm. such cool pictures. See, it's such a good time. That dude's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Like I did, I missed out on that dude and his riding for years because I remember him like he used to ride at Shrewsbury Skate Park back in the day. Yeah. So I remember him like seeing him out there all the time. And then the last few years, I've just been like seeing him around again. So it's really cool that like that dude still rides. Yeah rides a lot I think he did that Europe trip or England trip last year too with is he the one that's got ramps in his yard too or something uh, one of his good friends it's like a tennis uh, court ramp? no no not uh, not Steve's ramp yeah. it looks like, like oh somebody, not Steve's okay no somebody's um, got like I think it is him it's like looks like a like a tennis court or like an old yeah. like something with like wooden ramps set up it looks yes. it looks really fun but I don't I don't know anything about it I don't know either. Hmm. Um, tennis court, though. I think this has got to be somewhere else. It's got to be maybe a town park near him, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to but look it, it up again. Yeah. Looks uh, cool, though. He wanted to know what trick has been given... What trick has been giving you lots of trouble? And then in parentheses, uh, how you seem to be able to do everything. He's trying to say... Or I'm trying to say, uh, it's seen that you're able to do almost everything. What trick gives you trouble? Uh, Sorry, Justin. The two things that stick out the most is downside double pegs and bar to foot jams. Like, I feel like I can bar to foot jam pretty reg- like easily now, mm-hmm. but learning that when I was like 17 was... I, I don't know I see people learn it so fast now and I'm like I feel like that took me months to yeah. be able to kind of yeah. do one or like you know right and then downside double pegs are just everybody that I've always watched do those like makes it look so easy and they're one of the scariest things like no I don't care how good I am at it it just every time I go into it just imagining that actually I did it the other night right I I missed my back peg and just slid on my hand down a ramp. Like, it just... It's just a really rewarding feeling trick, so that's mm-hmm. that's probably one. Got it. Uh, he, Justin also wants to know, what is your favorite park for BMX? Um, I can't wait to see what he has to say on that one. Or both of them, actually. Park. Man, that's tough could be indoor or outdoor I, I would assume yeah I'm trying to think of like how, where I've gone that's like is the lynch park good for you I've heard that bowl I'm is not like, crazy about it man I don't I've heard that deep side's pretty pretty crazy 
I actually, that's my favorite thing there, probably, is the deep end yeah. of that bowl. Okay. But then what to do after that is, like, a whole mystery to me. Oh, I just okay. feel like you lose all your speed, and then, like, one part's super steep, and the mm-hmm. other one's small mm-hmm. and mellow, and nothing yeah. can... I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the part. Like, right. it's built really well. Like, it's real super nice park, but for, for the way I ride, I just... It, almost does like nothing for me mm-hmm. maybe if i live closer i would try to figure more stuff out there but right it's just seems like it's designed for everybody to crash into each other and like i don't know right. all those bowls right. like could be completely open and connected and yeah i'm just not a huge fan of it oh, okay which is which is sour of me i guess because it's like a, what like two million dollar skate park or something well, I mean, but if it doesn't flow it doesn't flow i mean yeah, just yeah. just doesn't do it for me. Right. Um, I would say, like, the unit is one of the best places I've ever ridden, Nyquist mm-hmm. Park, and I got to ride that all the time. That was um, Carolina? Huh? That was Carolina's? Yeah. yeah. That that place is just, you guys have been there, it's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I think Wessel built it, and yeah, it's, yeah. for the amount of space they have it's like every single wall is a transition with stuff in the middle and everything is just lines galore um for new england the best park i've ridden around here is uh burlington i would say like that burlington vermont bowl is awesome and i actually like the northampton bowl the northampton bowl in mass is pretty it's wacky but it's it's really fun yeah so those would probably be like three favorites currently mm-hmm. and then a lot of the stuff in Colorado was ridiculous but you don't get to experience that much in a week so right I guess it did get a lot done considering you drove there too uh, let's see um, Sean Rains he wants to know oh alright same question as uh, as Ethan um from Long Island, so I just you know shout out to Ethan because he had the same same questions. Talk about you riding for Redline, and why you transitioned to stepping back from riding that brand and uh, change of lifestyle. I'm not sure what that means, but maybe you do. Uh, it was different. I feel like when I got. Uh, hooked up with Redline, it was like the coolest thing ever to me, because it was just like, at the time, I was like, man, I would ride for like, whoever, as long as they were like, supporting what I was doing, Mm -hmm. and at the time, Fuzzy Hall was the TM, so that was like a huge, yeah, that was like a huge thing for me, I was like, on the phone with Fuzzy Hall, I'm like, this is gonna be so cool, like, all this stuff was gonna, like, you know, be lined up, and then I feel like I, I got like a... like the gist of it was just like different than I thought it would end up where like a lot of the stuff that they were going to do like trips and stuff like didn't happen and like it was like hard to get stuff like hard to get parts and like there there was a lot of things that were just wacky about it and it wasn't really anybody's like fault in particular it was just like how they run things there like Seattle uh, Bike Supply and like how they had a parent company didn't they? Or did that not I think, happen yet? I think, no, that didn't happen yet. I think it was that, like, Raleigh that you're thinking of or yeah, something. Like some, it got bought out at some point. Yeah. Um, 
Which is when I think they, that's like when they got rid of everybody. Mm -hmm. So I was on the team for like a few years and they were, they were trying to build it and trying to do the right thing. Uh, Fuzzy ended up leaving and Mark Flipowitz from Albies was the TM. Uh, And he like organized a few trips and got some stuff together, like got a filmer. That's Uh like, that's when the ride cover thing happened. Uh, so it seemed like things were like going in the right direction, mm-hmm. um, but it was still weird because I feel like the they pick guys up from like all different parts of the country, and none of them really like rode together. Uh-huh. Like some of them did, I guess, and some of them knew each other from like the Midwest. Uh, but it was it was just like weird getting a big group of people together that like didn't really know each other. And, like, just kind of sending them out and trying to figure things out, which ended up being awesome. Like, it was really cool trips with those guys, and I got to, like, meet and experience all of them. And mm-hmm. Redline was – it was cool. Like, the last couple of years, they stepped up and, like, helped out more, and I had, like, better communication, got more stuff, and they, you know, they took us out on a trip, and – we, we got to do some, some, like, cool stuff, but I don't know if their return just, like, wasn't what they wanted or expected, but mm-hmm. the next year, they just, like, dropped everything. Like, I think they only kept a couple guys mm-hmm. and uh, pretty much dropped everybody else, and after that, it was just, like, that was when I was, like, oh, I guess this, this train's kind of over. Like, I don't, I don't know what the next move is going to be or anything, and so, like, for the past, like, three or four years I didn't I didn't really ride for anybody or like uh like like support any other like individual specific company mm-hmm. except for um Mike Laird I was riding Laird's frames for a little bit which was cool like knowing Mike from Greenville like he's a really good guy like I think he cares a lot about his product and what he's putting out like I, I guess you know some people might have like discrepancies about it but like I didn't have any issues, and, um, other than, like, a couple of miscommunications with him and I about, like, frame specs and things, or, like, how we did things, but, like, as far as his work, like, I rode the bikes fine, and, like, didn't, didn't really have any big issues with him, so, I think Mike's a solid dude, and I think it's cool, like, what he's, what he's doing, and he's, to me, like, still just starting out, so it's just gonna get better, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, until recently, that's that's all. I was just riding, like, layered frames. It was mm-hmm. cool, like, customizing my own geometry and right. being able to do that. But now this frame I have is, like, so similar to what I want. It's it's perfect, so. The Sobrosa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also wanted to know, still on chains, you were still riding at the same level, uh, What push, which is a high level, he's saying. What pushes you to still ride that way today? Um, I don't think I'm still riding at the same level I once was, but I still definitely just, I just ride how I want to ride. Like, it's not fun to me if I'm not riding the way I want to ride, so if that's trying to learn things and progress still in, like, certain ways, then that's just what I wanted. That's, like, what makes it fun for me is, like, keeping up with what I'm doing and that's it like I don't have to kill myself as much now or like I don't have the desire like I feel like I once wanted to do that like not mm-hmm. kill myself but like try to just 
send it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have as much of that in me, but uh-huh. it's almost like more. I just like care about how I do things and like what I'm doing, and I just do it the way I want to do it. Like every outside influence is like gone now, and I don't know if that just comes with age, but. There was a time where I was so influenced by what was going on in BMX and, like, what other people were putting out that I thought, like, I needed to be a certain way or, like, while still maintaining myself, but just having that influence it. Like, I can honestly say that now it's, like, all me. Like, it's, like, I still see other guys, like, who will influence me or, like, I see that do things that make me want to try something, but... Anything I do is all now just whatever I want to do. Like, there's no outside. It's just how I ride. So, awesome. Yeah. It's got to be a lot easier to ride that way, I would think, without any of that outside pressure. Yeah, that that's... I It feels much better, and that's one thing I always liked about New England, is, like, New England, like, really advocates that, like, ride how you want to ride. Like, yeah. don't don't ride like i mean everybody's influenced by their surroundings and how people set their bikes up or if they ride street or they ride trails or it definitely matters what your inner circle does but here i definitely think people are themselves more than more than trying to keep up with like the joneses so to speak with bmx so um so yeah i just just do it my way so if that's still good then cool (laughs) Good to me. Uh, last one from from Shane. What's worse, my power low disappearing after meals when it's time to leave, or Randy bringing up the goddamn rolling all the time? <laughs> I think I think Ferber gets bothered the most about the rolling, which is really funny. But uh, him and him and Randy always like bicker back and forth. So that's that's them. But. Mike, man, Mike on trips, it's always like, Mike just has these things he does, and it's just like funny inside jokes that I'll just throw out now, like, we go out to breakfast, everyone's like, alright, we're done, we're going out in the parking lot, and then we're like, where's Mike? And Mike's like in the bathroom for like 30 minutes, and we're like, alright, I guess we're outside waiting for Mike now, but like, it's just, I don't know, it's all like just funny trip right. stuff that everybody I'm sure has like I'm right. sure I do weird stuff on trips too that right. just it's just super funny <laughs> um Brandon BMX 88 you know Brandon he's he's at a lot of gyms um I actually know? didn't know that that was who the, I like saw that recently and like I started following him because I was like oh alright I didn't know that's yeah. who that was yeah. he hangs out with Dwayne the, the not um, M.O.D. Dwayne. Not Dwayne the, Scruton. Dwayne uh, Taylor, I think. Something like that. I don't know. Anyway, they're yeah. at Oakwoods together. They're yeah, like, I, I know who he is. Like, after yeah. I clicked on his page, I was like, oh, that's that dude. Yeah, so. yeah. He's a really nice guy. It's, and his wife rides, I think, a little bit. Um, does he live out there, like, by Oakwoods? I think he does. Okay. He lives closer to there. Anyway, he uh, wanted to know, do you like jams or contests better and why? 100% jams mm-hmm. uh, contests are I like again like I don't ever want to like hate on any type of like discipline or what people are into so I think contests like are awesome they make people do things that they might not normally do or mm-hmm. like just it's exciting you know um, 
but jams now have like done the hybrid where you can mold like a jam into a kind of a contest and like sometimes it gets too like mainstream like a real contest again and you Uh get that like I don't know, I get anxiety now that I get older, like, I just can't take that, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's too serious, or something, yeah. whereas, like, when I was younger, I probably ate it up, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, now it's just too serious, so, like, I like jams, because people go off for the right, they, like, go off because they want to, right. for the right reasons, and they're, like, feeding off of each other, mm-hmm. which is growing up like my hands down favorite part about riding was like there was never cameras hardly well hardly ever cameras or like you know photo video anything once in a while somebody might have it but every week you'd go to the park or you'd go ride street like people were just trying to like kill it just because they were trying to kill it not because they were going to get a clip or they were going to post it and get likes later. Like, and I'm not saying like, I'm not as guilty as anybody else. Like you post stuff, you get likes, like you, Mm -hmm. you put yourself out there and that's not a bad thing either, but jams just draw the right like motives for Mm -hmm. me. Like they, people go off because they want to, not because they have to. Whereas like contests make people go crazy, which is cool. If that's what you want to do, it's just, not for me like for me it was 100 percent jams yeah you have to have a different mind i think to just to have that competition in you and really like it you know what i mean it's and i agree with you i think jams turn into mini contests but everyone's cheering each other on yeah like it doesn't matter yeah. what happens everyone's everyone's psyched if anyone does anything so whether it's whether it's hide or trick or whatever my thing is like with with bmx has always been like the individual aspect of it like Mm -hmm. it's how far you want to push yourself so for me like everything is always self-competitive like it's Mm -hmm. it's like being better than yourself not the guy that like you know like the that guy the one upper the one that like you know like when somebody's like sees it and then they like do it in front of you like i've never Unless it's, like, again, like, your friends and it's a joke or it's funny. Like, yeah. I've never been into that because I just think it, it's, like, for all the wrong reasons. Like, I want to see the effort. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody's on, the, like, a lower level and mm-hmm. they do this, they accomplish something, mm-hmm. that's, like, what is cool to me. So that's what I used to see so much of. And now I see, like, a lot more of the motive is, like, not doing it unless it's documented or... Oh or whatever else so yeah anybody that yeah my opinion is just like do it do it for yourself like do it because you're gonna do it i mean don't kill yourself like sometimes it's better to have a camera around if if you're gonna try something but right but a lot of times it's like like sean perfect Mm -hmm. example like if you if you're riding with sean real like you're gonna see a show and it's not always because he's documenting something it's just right how he wants to ride it's hard. So that I I like respect that so much. Oh, me too. The guy's he's crazy, crazy good too. Uh, Peridolia BMX wants to know low key trail session at Pinewoods or heavy. <laughs> oh, I think we've already got our answer on this one. Or heavy film missions with the boys on the road. Probably low key at Pinewood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. We got a few more to go through, so I'm gonna rip through these a little quicker if you don't mind. Yeah. 
BK Crew, have you, <laughs> I should just skip these, <laughs> but they may be funny to you, so I'm going to say them, and I appreciate people sending stuff, yeah, because it is cool that everyone participates, because as I've said in a bunch of these, it's a whole community effort, like people mm. pitching questions because they know you, or maybe they don't know you and they want to know something, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's cool to mix, you know, me learning about you and these people all pitching in questions you know so it's for all of us um have you ever skinned a live deer and eaten it <laughs> no i haven't that's on the list though oh it is all right i do i, I do want to hunt like i'm yeah lately my thing has been like i don't really i mean i slip up here and there but i don't really eat meat anymore unless it's like local or yeah. like or like in or like a local farm yeah so yeah. uh on the list is like is hunting so uh-huh. we'll see what happens <laughs> maybe in the next year or two right well on the on that topic matt hewitt wants to know if does being a vegan make you a better rider <laughs> <laughs> but, hold on you gotta read that whole thing he says something okay, else yeah there's something he? else um oh no this is the flat one uh how many times per week do you get a flat no do you go flat right <laughs> oh do you is it go flat? Yeah, I think that's what he put in the oh, thing. Oh, yeah. okay. It, that's right. a dude I work with. That's you know, I know that. I just knew what he was gonna say. Got it. Got uh, it. Yeah, he always makes fun of me like lately because yeah. I wasn't always like that, but mm-hmm. lately I just don't eat meat. So yeah. he just is always like, oh, he's a vegan. Yeah, yeah. And like he just, right. I'm, I'm like, I'm not a vegan, but <laughs> right. And uh, he's. He doesn't ride or anything like that. Like, he's just a co-worker, but he's yeah. a super funny dude. So he always picks on me and Tony with Tables and Fables because oh. he's always got tabletop pictures. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. always like, dude, did you guys get flat this weekend? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so like, yeah, that's like, yeah, I got it. All right. So he's like, dude, I got, like, he'll, like, crash on his motorcycle or something and be like, dude, I got so flat. <laughs> like, right, right. Just, oh, my God, that's great. Uh... BK crew also wants to know what's with the gloves. I don't know what that one means. Maybe because mm. I used to always have gloves in my back pocket. Do you go barehanded now? Hey, I haven't. I don't really ride gloves much anymore. Uh, I used to. I don't know. I go through like phases. Yeah. Like if I'm into them, I. I think I'm with Ferbert on this, where like I feel like only black gloves look good, mm-hmm. and I did. I don't always have black gloves. Actually, for a while I was riding for Novik gloves, oh, okay. and they made really nice gloves. But mm-hmm. I think that they are more into like the loud glove thing, and I always would just want like black yeah. pairs or right. like subtle things. But uh, right. I, I don't know why I don't wear them as much. I, yeah, I used to always have gloves in my back pocket, mm-hmm. and I would put them on like occasionally, like if I was sweaty or or later in the session or i don't know but i don't ever really do it any i don't think i have gloves to do it anymore so no. all right uh do you <laughs> this is funny do you spin to remember or spin to forget remember all right i would i would say forget but that just sounds too i don't think i'm ever gonna forget that one no. <laughs> how about would you this is the last one from uh bk crew would you rather lose a toenail or a fingernail, and which one would you rather find? I don't know where these are going. I think, <laughs> I think these are just arbitrary questions, but uh-huh. I've lost both. I don't think I prefer either one. Right. I don't want to find either one either. No. It hurts like 
I will say that the the one time my toenail fell off, I was mm-hmm. putting sweatpants on, yeah, and it just came off like when I was putting my <laughs> my foot in there. Oh, that'll make you jump, man! All right, Mark Potosny from Pittsburgh is is Kenny Wood open? I don't know. You'd have to tell me that one. He's the one from from the area, but he's yeah. he's got to be referring to a fair show. Like we did uh, shows like. At Kennywood Amusement Park all summer, oh, okay. and like he did some, Doyle did some, Mulville did some. Like everybody would kind of like come in and out. Brian Hunt, Nick Digeroloma, uh, Tom Haugen, Dorito, like a, bu- a bunch of guys would like filter in and out of this house that they put us up in, which right. was like a wicked shady house. Yeah, and we'd ride our bikes there, but. They always talked about putting the show back, and I don't, I don't know if they ever did, but that was some of the funnest shows I've ever done. John Saxton built the ramps there, so it was like a skate park. It wasn't really like a show setup. Oh, okay. It was a sub box, and it was is awesome. It, is it MPA? Yeah, yeah, it was in okay. right outside of Pittsburgh. Oh. I don't understand why he asked that either. <laughs> I think he was just messing but, to see if I still knew. Oh, I do love those two. Him and his brother. Those guys are funny. They're awesome really good guys uh paul gingris gingris bikes he wanted to know if you could go on a trip tomorrow with all the people you ride with where would you go um we kind of talked about that yeah we kind of did that one how about were you ever pro he wants to know i don't know maybe yeah (laughs) i don't know i don't know (laughs) after after the conversation i've had being pro wouldn't mean shit to you no, like, yeah, I don't know, matter. like, yeah, I mean, they, they I guess, to... probably, it's, it, mm-hmm. I just don't know what, I don't think they give, like, licenses out or anything, <laughs> no, so, no, <laughs> I think the kids not. at the skate park think that that's a thing, but, I yeah. don't, I'm still waiting for mine, if that's the case. Right, right. <laughs> the um, pro card. Hey, now, yeah, now it goes, isn't it, like, <laughs> if you're pro, then, then it's a welcome to, welcome to the team, right? So it's a video and a whole... Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, guess I guess now it's like you can be a little more Yeah, I have had like welcome to the team edits. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I still haven't got the official right. expiration date card <laughs> or anything. So, I'm, I'm waiting for it. Uh, let's see. Tables and fables, why do you hate onions? <laughs> hate onions. <laughs> just hate onions man i've always hated them yeah everyone tries to make me eat them i don't like them i like all kinds of other vegetables i don't know why yeah that one just bothers people (laughs) all right we're ripping through doing good here uh the real mike rotundo most inspirational riders now and then and what keeps you stoked on riding I feel like I've thought about this before, so instead of naming 150, like, (laughs) Mike Aiken, Van Homan, Mira, like, instead of naming every icon that I looked up to, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've always been the most influenced by, like, peer riders, whoever I was riding. So, like, whether it be, like, Mira and Laird and those guys, like, riding with them, Mm -hmm. or Josh Perry... Or, like, Mike and my friend Dwayne growing up. Like, it's it's just always been whoever I'm, like, riding with that inspires me. Like, that's, that's like, who influences, like, my riding. So, like, there's definitely the heavy hitter guys that, that still, like, I see. And I'm like, man, that's, like, jaw-dropping. Like, yeah. still see Dennis and Garrett and those guys, like, 
just killing it. But honestly, yeah, it's always it's like whoever um the local guys like we talked about that you don't mm-hmm. always hear about. Like mm-hmm. that's the stuff I really appreciate. Like Coleman Lopes is like a dude around here. Like uh-huh. Nate, Mike, Ferbert, like all like Sam, all these guys I ride with, Sean, like Johnny, mm-hmm. and anybody like Long Island guys, trail crew, Cody, like Cody in the last six, seven years is just ridiculous now, like does his own thing. Like that's the stuff that, that inspires me more than anything. So, so it's not, not typically like the big name people. It's just Mm -hmm. the local no name shredders. Yeah. Those are the ones you're going to be with the longest. Uh, (laughs) George Costa, Brennan. He wants to have you retell the the conversation between him and Shane when the fire happened at Renan. <laughs> I don't e- I don't even really remember <laughs> what conversations happened, yeah. but I just know that at the time that was it was crazy because I know Ferbert and I or Sean mm-hmm. we we both thought that the building burned down like. It's a huge space metal, like, warehouse. Yeah. And when we first got a call from George, it was like, running's, like, on fire. It's crazy. Like, this... And we were like, oh, no. Like, and I was, like, waiting to see this building I've seen my whole life just, like, burnt to the ground. And then we got there, and there was, like... And, I mean, it caused some damage, but it was, like, an upstairs fire in this, like, shop he had that, like only damaged like one corner of the plate like it really wasn't that oh, okay it's crazy but yeah. at the time it was like this huge deal and i'm sure george was freaking out because like firefighters were like coming in and out and like wondering what happened and what he and he we had like an anodized station mm-hmm. which looked like a meth lab like it just <laughs> it i don't know if you know anything about anodizing but i didn't before i worked there so mm-hmm. to see it the way like it was all made was yeah. just crazy and there's just like heater coils inside of stuff mm-hmm. and like a bath full of sulfuric acid and like Jeez. all this stuff so like when that caught on fire i'm sure they were probably like what the heck is yeah. going on up here you know the like not thinking mm-hmm. like oh this guy's dunking bicycle sprockets right. in like a, a right. dye to color them so uh, i didn't realize you worked for him yeah, I worked for Renan for like five years. Nice. Yeah. I'm surprised he could even send these questions last night because he's at the Grands in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. And he's got to be stressed beyond belief. Yeah, he usually is. Because the team, you know, they won last year, the team. Yeah. The, the team, uh, factory team. S-squared, right? Or answer uh, Renan. Renan answer Renan. Yeah. 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 So uh, he's, I was surprised he even had the, had the uh, focus to be able to write this. Yeah, that's funny. But, uh. My girlfriend actually works there now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, in that new warehouse. He's, he's expanding, done, right? so, like, he's just, he's building, like, a new building and stuff. So, yeah, I saw yeah. that. I saw Such, that. like, that guy's so smart. I like, know. He like, is. He's, like, one of those, like, evil genius guys. He's so smart. Good, I would never such interview a good him. Dude. It, it, it would just be the most humiliating experience ever. No, nah, he's he's cool to talk to. He, <laughs> no, he not, actually, not, yeah. a, not on purpose. Yeah. Just, I just nah, wouldn't yeah, know half what he was saying. Oh. You you he he'd like make you feel like he could for a second, but yeah, yeah, no, he's like super genius. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, 
Other question from him. How happy were you when you burst my bubble about the Animal Planet Mermaid mockumentary? Yeah, see? So speaking of it, <laughs> when you catch George off guard for a second, it feels real good because he's just knows everything about yeah. everything and like he's you got him. he's always on top of stuff and <laughs> i don't know i'm always into like weird documentaries conspiracies whatever but he watched like this mermaid documentary and was like it, it, this happened twice he got duped where like he was like yeah it was crazy they found all this stuff and like right. you know they were like in the sea and they picked up all and i was like what and i'm like thinking about it and i'm like maybe you know yeah, like yeah. i don't there i feel like they find new species every day or organisms so i'm like i don't know but i was like that's just weird i feel like that'd be on the news yeah. or like like that'd be a public topic if a mermaid was a real thing you know <laughs> so i just started like looking it up and yeah. it was like the same people that made one of those shark documentaries that yeah, was yeah. fake so they look really good and like right. realistic and it was like i was like dude that's not real <laughs> that's great it happened again with like another one with like uh mahatma gandhi's like bones or somebody like that like it was something weird where yeah i was like i don't know if that's real either and it it was like some made-up website thing so every now and then he he slips yeah and he, (laughs) he he volunteered it up so it's so uh he's he likes to be a little vulnerable now and then it's just good get hacked on uh he really is a good guy and he's doing such good things in bmx for racing on the racing side yeah so yeah just, george is an awesome i think there'll be awesome. a lot of cool stuff in the future where like if he's working next like next to his house where mm-hmm. like that's where the shop is like yeah. he'll have more means to like make new stuff and like innovate new stuff it'd be it'd be cool to see him like really put his brain to like mm-hmm. making changes that maybe like people haven't thought of yet so right. so we'll see yeah uh back to andrew stadnik is that how you say it yeah he uh any road trips to the midwest in the near future dude we gotta get out there man i'm sorry we haven't been out yet but hopefully we're talking like rampage and he's and, he's in uh st louis oh he is okay. yeah yeah okay. he went out there to like catch animals <laughs> said he's like he said catch it was his, or hunt them. said it catch it like uh like, really? pet, like pet control or yeah, something like oh, yeah like I he said that was like a dream sense. job of his oh, yeah so yeah he went out there to like catch critters and loves it just like andrew so. christopher does right yes so he does yeah does he yeah i yeah. didn't know that yeah yeah he does some pretty cool stuff and he's not afraid of anything See the crap he's yeah, trying I've to dig out. All set. Oh my god! Mm. Crawling under people's decks. And, yeah. I'm good. Whenever I'm not sure on what something is, I just send him a message. <laughs> He'll idea it. It's it's awesome. He's a really nice as you guys. Know. Speaking of static though, yeah, he's yeah. another local out here too. So oh, is we'll he? talk about that in the other one. Yeah, sure. He's... Yeah. Uh, where do you see yourself in ten years? This is all also Andrew. Uh. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe here. Maybe trying to work on this situation and get it going. Mm-hmm. Um, still, I'll still be riding. I don't know. I'm right. trying to stay young. Mike's yeah. Mike's got ten years on me, and he's still going. So I'm trying yeah. to keep up. Forty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good but yeah, hopefully, just progressing in work and then sure. pro- progressing in riding too. Hopefully, have more free time to do that. So mm. yeah. 
Well, you've seen, I mean, look at Rich Bartlett when he comes and visits. I mean, there's so many people, and I've talked mm-hmm. about this in a lot of my podcasts, but the evolution of, a B, of the BMX is just crazy. You know, it's Dennis McCoy. McCoy, dude, when he, McCoy goes. rode the deep end of that bowl in Boston and was killing that. it. Like, yeah. it was... And he is... He's always just He's just that good, man. Yeah. He's just Dennis McCoy. I think he's 52. But yeah, he's in his 50s now. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's like 48, maybe. I mean, when you were younger, like, people had to have been like, you can't do that after 25. Oh, or like, you know, like If you made it to 30, you were, you were a freak of nature. And it's funny, like, me being in that mid-school cusp that we were talking about, like, mm-hmm. Mike, when I was a kid, it was weird, like, that he was older. Like, people would be like, oh, that guy still rides, like, he's older. And I'm like, this isn't weird, because I knew... In BMX, there's tons of guys that age. Like, most of the guys everybody looks up to are older, you know? Yeah. And, um, seeing, like, Mike's just, like, stuck it out this whole time, it's funny to me that now I'm, like, way older than he was. Like, when he's, like, 24 and people think it's weird, and now I'm 30 and I'm, like, at the skate park, I'm like, am I supposed to still be here? I don't know. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it feels the same, you know? Like, I'm like, why do you have to stop? I still hear people like, I can't do anything like that anymore. I can't do this. I'm like, you, you can do whatever you want. It's just what you want to do. It's been the most pleasant surprise when I got back into it is that so many guys in their late 30s, 40s were, were there. I know, right? Like, Keep it moving. Awesome. You don't have to kill yourself. Just no. have fun. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't have to, but you can yeah. if you want to. Oh, man. I still love Kiko, and I love Soups. The whole crew is awesome. I still haven't been to Kiko. Yeah, I haven't been to Kiko. Yeah, and I whiffed it on. I whiffed it on Panamoco one time too before it was gone. Not Um, not the new one, but like the other. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's just a good scene down there. All all the places in um, between Flatlands, Kiko, um, Patio's kind of on the DL, but um, yeah, it's they're a great crew. You'll get there. Whammo Wednesdays. You have to take a Wednesday off from work. Go for a Whammo Wednesday. Right. Mm. Uh, that's their main line. I don't know how much you know about their their trails, but all right. Last one, Mark Mulville. He uh, he wants to know: Do you like movies about gladiators? Uh, and and then I said more than he loves <laughs> movies about alligators because he's always doing. You've seen his posts, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the pictures he takes. It's like. Are you right in front of this thing? Oh, I'm sure he is. He's probably trying to catch him. <laughs> That's nuts. But anyway, do you like movies about gladiators? I don't. Uh, I've maybe seen a couple. I don't. Think, I don't know if there's significance to that question. I, I wonder. Probably not. No, I have to ask mm. because it's always you know. I never know what it might uncover. Yeah. No, I'm like trying to think in my own head. Like, yeah. is this something about? It? Yeah. Right. Mm. Uh, and his well, his last question, another funny one. Do you know who let the dogs out? I uh, yeah, I let my dog out every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I've let other people's dogs out, so yeah. it could be me. It could be a lot. I think there's a lot of people letting dogs out now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! All right, and then I have one more question for you. I've been uh, starting to ask this uh, when I interview people because it's it's helpful to me. I missed a real critical gap between 98 and 2014. So I think I was thinking the best way for me to 
aside from talking to everyone and getting getting people's accounts of of that span yeah or maybe longer but um i think it's it's uh great to ask what three videos would you recommend that i watch from that time period from, from late that. 90s to now even till now cuz i don't watch i don't watch now i watch a lot and <laughs> search some spare time what wait what's the range I'll just say late nineties to to now. We'll say to so, now. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. End search, definitely. End search, end search was ridiculous. What other one was good? Who put Drop. that out? Huh? Who put that out? Uh, Josh Harrington. Oh, okay. One of the, if not the best bike rider ever. <laughs> um. What was that other one? Drop the hammer was really good that's like another one that stands out do you know put that one out i can't remember i'll find it don't wor- don't worry about what's it. what's the one that you what have i think that was a ride i think drop was the hammer a was a ride was it it might have been yeah. a ride okay nyquist had a part in it there's gary young i think mm-hmm. uh and then I'll throw I'll throw this one in just because it's different. I was gonna say Living in Exile, but I'll Living in Exile was good too. But I'll say Low Tech Vancouver, specifically because it was one of the first videos I saw that didn't focus on like it wasn't just about how good the writing was, but mm-hmm. like the filming style actually got better, yeah. and the music and the editing, like it was just like really well put together like it was an easy to watch mm-hmm. video and it was yeah. just it was just cool like guys that were up and coming at the time that are big time now like dakota and aiken was in it i think ian oh, schwartz wow. that was a pretty good video yeah sounds it and then any props road fools any of that stuff i always just kept up with colby uh Rolliard had me watch prop 63 and I was watching it. And I'm like, oh my god! There's so many names that I recognize because I think it was a northeast. Oh, it was a New England scene report. I believe so. Yeah, was and so many names. Yeah, three. So. Yeah. Wow. Even like, what was the first one? Thirteen, or something. There was an the old New England scene report. Yeah, they had yeah. like Weasel in it, and like oh, that yeah. one's pretty. That one's sick. Nice man. Because yeah, that one's like Burger Weasel Warehouse. was crazy. So actually, speaking of that, back to best skate park or favorite park probably burger's first warehouse that place was so fun low ceilings like the worst odds are against you but like <laughs> you could ride the park from one end to the other and just yeah. flow back and forth that yeah. place was so fun that's awesome uh and that was in massachusetts right yeah that burgers. was in uh like chickapee or oh okay holyoke something like that yeah, yeah. it was chickapee do you guys ride the barn barn at times here and there yeah. yeah i haven't in like probably over a year but mm-hmm. but yeah i've been there a couple of times that's like some of the same ramps still i think oh yeah 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 it's a lot of people use it um and it's cool and matt's awesome did you matt. ever do shows for matt yeah yeah okay yeah matt he's actually one of the few people like i still will like do shows for i just love that dude he's awesome Weasel, weasel's brother he's been great he's always been really helpful with me with with the jams that I put on. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. He's busy, but he's like 
He's just a good person, you know. He's an awesome heating guy, plumbing and heating guy, but mostly heating. And he's very New England. He's very like dry, sarcastic. So you, <laughs> if you don't know him, you can right. totally be like, "Is this guy a dick?" Like, yeah. I don't, which I, I think I do that to people too. So I don't. I think it's just like a New England thing. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, that's it. Just if you want to thank anyone, any anything you want to close out on, we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, I mean, thank you for coming out like with your leg like this. I appreciate it. Uh, thank all the companies and whoever have like supported me or still do. And all, yeah, just thanks for BMX for letting this happen. Nice. I'm good with it. Yeah. You guys good? Yeah. Good. All right, let's finish it up. Thank you, I appreciate it. No problem, man.